Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Brewing Network Sunday Session is brought to you by homebrewing superheroes, the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them online at morebeer.com. I was pouring in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank, mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. You couldn't drop a deuce at your own house. You had to, you had to come here, and uh, you know we're trying to start the show. Uh, everyone's going, "Where's Bevo?" Yeah. And uh, the only indication is uh, that we have is that through the wall, we can just kind of hear. <laughs> and we're going, "Where's Bevo?" Well, she must be, uh, must be in the bathroom Boop. again. Okay, that didn't really happen. Boop. And I was reading a magazine. <laughs> of course you were. Yeah. That's what we all do when we're dropping a deuce. That's why there's magazines in the bathroom, Bebo. Yeah, because it's a handy library. So you were getting through our penthouse collection, were you? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bebo. I'm over here dropping a big steamer. I know, man. Jaco. <laughs> and then dragging it in a little bit. You get the backdraft. You and JP both. Why do you guys come to my house to drop today. your shits? Why can't you do it at your own place? Hey, I've only ever done that once in almost five years. There's only once. And it had to. And it's still, I can still, it still lingers. That's why I feel like it happens all the time. It permeates the grout. And then, and then when it's warm, it comes out. There's a no heat and Pacheco rule I gotta instill. That's fine. You know, Tasty doesn't come over here and do his business. He does that in in the comfort of his own house. You know? Generally, I do. (laughs) Generally. Yeah. No, I never have here, actually. And now at Studio B is so close to the bathroom, to like the heater. Oh yeah, <laughs> to the heat. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, like hot box in this room. Well, I mean, I could just go out, I guess, in the backyard, and you'll never know the difference between me and Walker. <laughs> that's true. You know, that's it's, a big dog. Yeah, laying big logs. 
Well, I'm a lot more comfortable here. Sam used to live here. I've, I've used <laughs> well, that, those facilities several times. <laughs> sure. You stained those before, Chad, even yeah. stained those things that's to right. wash up. True. <laughs> it's actually a different toilet. <laughs> All together. It is, I know. Yeah. Actually, Sam had to replace that, too, yeah. because Sam broke the previous toilet. And I think it was one of Sam's stupid friends. Yeah. They were like throwing drugs down it or something. Got oh. all caught up inside. I don't remember what happened. Somebody's crack pipe got caught in there. I remember that something got caught in the toilet and Sam oh, had to man. take the toilet out. And because yeah. he's cheap, he didn't want to buy another toilet. Yeah. He dug around in that thing down in the pipe for four hours out in the front yard. Oh. You could smell it. Yeah, oh, I remember that. Oh. He's digging around in that thing for four hours. Before, finally, I'm like, Sam, that thing ain't coming out of there, man. Yeah. You're going to have to bite the bullet and go buy a new toilet. Yeah, that was bad. Maybe it was uh, Bevo flushing Sam's balls down the toilet. <laughs> Never having these back. Whoosh. I think it would happen just on his own accord. They dangle that low. <laughs> All right. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah, that's a good start. We do have a good show for you today, too. We Stan do. Hieronymus is on the program with us today, and uh, he is one of the best uh, beer authors in the world. Uh, for he's, sure. He's uh, written or participated in at least 10 books, and he's got a new one out called Brewing with Wheat, and Stan's going to come on with us and talk about brewing with wheat. So, it'll be good. That's a good topic. I've never brewed a wheat beer, because I'm a little wheat intolerant. Yeah. I can have it in small amounts, but uh, I get Yuki the next day. Is what That's happens. right. That's uke, right. Yeah. You and uh, Mufasa, the only two people I've ever heard of. Yeah, we get Yuki. Ever. But I still actually appreciate the style, and I'm interested to learn about the history of it and how to brew with wheat. So if you've got wheat questions today, 888-401-BEER, or you can uh, join Bevo in the chat room. Bevo's back with us this week, obviously. And uh, I heard a rumor about you, Bevo. Oh, good. I heard that when you... Uh, everyone knows that you're kind of a nerd uh, with the Harry Potter and all that stuff. <laughs> Woo! Oh, yes, I am super nerdy. Yeah. I heard that when you showed up at the last Harry Potter uh, screening, you wore a Harry Potter outfit. <laughs> you were dressed up as Harry Potter to go to this thing? No, not exactly. Oh, come no, on, B. No, really, true. I didn't go to the theater dressed as Harry Potter, but me and... uh. A group of my friends all went together, my friends who are equally as nerdy as I am, and I thought it would be funny when they all got to the house to uh, don my attire and come out and show them. And I then see. But you I, didn't wear it to the theater. No, but everybody else was, so I felt like I could have, and I would have just been... But you have the outfit. Well, it's... it's <laughs> you own it. It just happened a, to be well, but there. but it's a homemade outfit, but yes, I do own a cape and a wand. Okay. The fact, the fact that it's homemade doesn't make it any less nerdy. It makes right. it more nerdy because you spit the time. Remember that time when you quested every minute that you had of your entire life? <laughs> yeah. 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 And you know Shut what? Shut it. Half hey. an hour before you got here. And I got a I got a pet in game. It's a little pug. So I actually got something you now instead have a of pet? shit. Okay. And uh, we're focusing on her now. <laughs> yeah, but you okay. just revealed that you now have a pet. I have <laughs> several pets. I have a pet too. I have an eye pet. They're uh, delightful. All right. All right. Enough out of you too. <laughs> But, uh, JP doesn't understand that we could even, be like best friends because I am just as nerdy as he is. I just right. hide it under a pretty exterior. Uh-huh. Like, well, <laughs> you even well, put a sh- even put a scar on. Yeah, each- no, no. It was yeah. Actually, if you go to my Facebook page, it's in the. It's, oh, you have photos of it. It's, there's photos of it. Yeah. All right, everybody, go to Bevo's Facebook page. Bevo and, uh, Barrymore. You can uh, check out yeah. her Harry Potter garb. <laughs> Normally, yeah. I would find this sort of thing hot, but Harry Potter—that's not hot. That's just. I didn't think any of those nerdy. photos you did can I, see her Harry Potter. Did I? Did we mention that this was the midnight preview? 
uh-huh. of Harry Potter oh. right. that I went to. Of course. No, that doesn't surprise Tasty's me. Impressed. I just you didn't realize that you'd bring it to the next level. But, uh, all right. Okay. You know, so, a couple other things happening on today's show. When I go see the Wolfman, I'm not going to shave my back. I'm going to go naked. Just because, <laughs> yeah. you know. Be good. Got to get into the spirit of things. Are you going to grow that side hair yet? You do that side for Wolfman. <laughs> I should, man. I should have thought about it. Just but. side hair. Side hair. Keep the top empty and just the side hair. Like, oh, the uh, top's empty. Don't like worry George about Jefferson, that. you know? <laughs> like, you could be the white George Jefferson. Krusty right? the Clown. <laughs> All right. Also on today's show, uh, we're doing a new thing uh, this year that I'm I'm actually proud of that we're doing. Uh, good radio. <laughs> good, oh, we're going to do I'm some sorry. good radio. I'm real proud of it. All right. Well, every uh, couple of three years, uh, there is an AHA governing committee election. Yeah. Uh, as you all know, and have been completely unsupportive, I am running uh, for the governing committee <laughs> this year. I keep forgetting that, damn. Um, but uh, there are also eight other candidates. And what we're doing is to, to get a little bit more exposure and to let everybody have a venue to, to speak and to, to let you know why they want to run for the committee, why they want to be on the committee, how they can help you uh, when they're on the uh, American Homebrewers Association board. Uh, we're going to allow each one of them a little bit of time to speak on the show. And we did it with Jake from Northern Brewer, Jake Keeler. Uh, he, he spoke a little bit about it when he did his show with us. And today we've got two more candidates. We're going to have two candidates on every show from now until Election Day, which I that believe is, is, cool. is like midnight on the 30th. Um, yeah, midnight March 30th. So... Uh, everybody gets a voice. It's not fair for me to stand up here every Sunday and, and say vote for me, although I will. Uh, we're, you we're, you're right. <laughs> but we're letting everybody, because I want to, well, you can you can read their profiles if you go to the website already. And that's just, uh, there's a new website, by the way. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's real nice. Homebrewersassociation.org. Just go to homebrewersassociation.org. And you can read everybody's profile there, um, everybody that's running, and they tell you a little bit about themselves. But we're going to hear it straight from the horse's mouth here. Here on the show today, too. So today, we've got Michael Fairbrother. He's going to be on the program uh, here in just a couple minutes, and uh, we'll hear why he's running for the committee. And then also, Drew Beecham, our old friend, uh, old friend Drew, is on the show. He's going to do, uh, at, since he's on the Pacific Coast with us, yes. he'll do it late in the show. Um, so around 7.15-ish, we'll be talking to Drew about why he's running yet again, because he's, uh, he's already on the committee. Oh, he is on the committee. Yeah, I think what happens is you are allowed a three-year term, and then if you want to run again, you just say so. You don't have to be nominated or anything. You're, you're automatically on the ballot if you want to run again. And you're allowed to do three consecutive terms. So nine years. So we're very much like Africa. Where you can uh, you can stay the president of a country like almost forever. If you have enough guns and enough people, you can <laughs> yeah. stay the president for as long as you want. Not like Nigeria over oh, there at the okay. AHA. Uh, so Drew, I don't know. We'll have to find out which term he's working on. But you're allowed three years at a time, right? Um, and and then you your term is for three years, and you can do three of them consecutively. We'll find out what Drew's running for. I don't know. What if he's on? And what if he's already been on there for six years? <laughs> I'm going to have to talk well, to him about that. His last, uh, his last shining moments. No, I'm sure Drew's wonderful yeah. at it. The guy's oh, the yeah. biggest beer geek I know. So uh, I do notice that there's a, um, a fan page on Facebook floating around. That, uh, I'm voting for Justin Crossley for Oh, there is? AHA. Yeah, and it has- I you, haven't seen that. It has a real douchey picture of you. Well, it has a picture of you with this flowing hair and this awful cowboy hat on, and you're grinning like a shoeman, and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be a fan of it. Are you serious right yeah. now? Yes. What do I have to search for for that? Um, I'm sure if you, you know, I don't know. Do I search my own name? Sure. I think you. I think you can search for like fan pages or groups. 
I didn't know I had like a that. fan. Pa- oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> that is a douchey picture. It's a douchey picture. How many, fan, have, how many fans you got? I have 87 fans oh. on the Justin Crosley for AHA Governing Committee representative page. And as far as I know, only 30 people vote in this yeah, thing, so, you so you're get, a lock. Yeah, you're a lock. Shit. Yeah. Who started this fan page? You can probably look at the administrator uh, if you get did? into the page. It'll tell you on the right there. Should I add it to my own favorites? <laughs> Am I allowed to favorite my own? Uh... No, it's like voting for yourself. No, yeah, you yeah. can't really do that. Right? <laughs> With that picture on there, who's going to vote for that? That's, That's what great. I'm saying. I'm staying away from it. I wonder, I could maybe I should change the douchey picture every day. I have lots of douchey <laughs> pictures around. <laughs> See if I can. <laughs> they should all be baby pictures of you. Yeah, uh, That'd be great. This is wonderful. I didn't know I had a fan page. <laughs> All right, so you can. <laughs> Doc has a fan page. You might as well have one. He has his own fan page. Well, it's the. Uh, oh, it's friend Doc before Justin page. Yeah, that I knew about. Yeah, this is exciting. All right, you're hitting the big time, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm a friend on there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, let me get through a couple other quick announcements, and then we'll get to Michael. We'll talk about his uh, running. We'll see if he has a fan page. Um, I will start one if he doesn't. All right, you can subscribe and join the BN Army, and uh, that doesn't really do much for you, except to enter you into the More Beer Donation Giveaway, which we do every month. And since we haven't done it in a month or two, we're actually doing two raffles this week. So we're not doing it live on today's show, but we will be doing the drawing this week. We will email our two winners. What we're giving away is uh, four corny kegs delivered to your home. That's right. Four corny kegs delivered to your home. I think if you're an international subscriber and you win, we end up giving you like the value of them at more beer instead. Yes. Which the value will drop if you're international for some reason. It'd be (laughs) real weird. I don't know how that happens. You get like $8. Yeah. Um, So that's that's a great prize actually. So four corny kegs, we will ship them to your door within the continental US and everybody else will get credit. And then the second raffle we're doing is a $100 gift certificate to beer, beer, and more beer. So some great prizes. So if you sign up for as little as $2 a month, then you're automatically entered into these things, and uh, you could win a $100 gift certificate uh, and or uh, a full uh, four corny kegs. Yeah, uh, rebuilt, reconditioned. Oh, so they're everything. like ready to go. They're ready to go. You have to, uh, I mean, you should probably clean them. <laughs> Not just going to send you some did, rusty but, uh, things, though. Yeah, but all the gaskets are changed, and the outsides are washed, nice. and the insides are washed, so that's great. very little work you have to do on these things. All right, so that drawing is taking place this week, and we will notify our winners. Uh, I will tweet the winners to congratulate uh-huh. you. I will also email each of you, and then you'll get to work with more beers. Uh, very own Jason J.P. Petros to get you your prizes. Who will probably pass you off to yes. somebody else. So the only way you can do that is by becoming a member of the BN Army. Just hit the subscribe button on the donate page. The other thing you can do to help us out is buy Brew Your Own Magazine. Do you guys see our ad in it? Uh, Brew Your Own Magazine, the new issue what? is out. Yeah, and it looks great. Uh, the Brewing Network has a, a quarter page ad. It's about friggin' time. In the BYO Magazine. Mm. It's beautiful. It looks, I didn't see it. <clears throat> it says things about us and stuff. Is my name in it? No. Nah, I don't care. Uh, but you can buy Brew Your Own Magazine not just to see our ad, but to read wonderful articles from our own Jamil Zanishev. He's their style editor, uh, as well as some of the other people who do the show uh, all the time. Uh, you know, you, you might find Drew in BYO every now and then. It's a great magazine, and if you, you buy it uh, through our site, just hit the BYO uh, logo right there on our homepage, and um, you get a great magazine. We get half your cash. It's a really cool deal. Uh, all right, sign up for all these announcements on Twitter uh, at twitter.com slash brewing network, and of course, over on Facebook. Facebook. Send your show ideas to chad at thebrewingnetwork.com, C-H-A-D at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. And whew, let's go to Michael Fairbrother, who is running for the AHA Governing Committee. Michael Fairbrother. Are you there, Michael? Yes, I am, Justin. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, it's nice to talk to you, What's brother. What's happening, Michael? 
Hey, JP. How are you? I'm good, man. Good. JP claimed before the show that you two are friends, <laughs> Michael. Best. Would you like to deny that? No, I wouldn't. I no. think I've known JP now for about six years. How many years? Yes, he is. Six. six years. Good Lord. Man has a brew sculpture. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael, I've just discovered that I have a fan page for my running for the committee on Facebook. Do you have one of those yet? Uh, I guess not. I think you better get to work. Guess not. I think you better get to work on that. I, I'm I'm going to win by a landslide with a, with my own fan page. Yeah. You know. I've only tried five years, so maybe I'll lose again. <laughs> <laughs> have you really? You've run five years now. Yes. Oh, now I'm feel I'm going to feel terrible if I bump oh, Michael. Man. Maybe I should make Michael my running mate. And Michael's like the nicest guy. Yeah. And you're not. So. <laughs> and I'm like the biggest yeah. dick in brewing. Yeah. And Michael here for five years now. Wow. Now, you can go, like I said, you can go to homebrewersassociation.org, uh, and you can read everybody's profile. And, Michael, you have a scary picture on your profile. <laughs> yeah, that's back when I was bench pressing 400 pounds. Is that right? Yeah. See, I don't want to piss off Michael either. No. He's a big guy, right? <laughs> uh, where, do you, where do you live, Michael? Uh, London Dairy, New Hampshire. Where are you at? Sorry? London Dairy, uh-huh. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. All right. Sorry, got a bad connection here. Um, all right, well, tell us a little bit about why, uh, and I guess for the past five years, why do you want to be on the uh, governing committee? So I've uh, been very active in the homebrewing community here in New Hampshire for 15 years. And, um, you know, I'm an executive. I uh, care about homebrewing. I'm starting my own meadery this uh, summer. And... Yeah, you know, I've been doing a lot of competitions. I'm a BJCP judge, and it's something I'm really passionate about. I'm an executive. I think I can bring the, the spirit of homebrewing to the AHA. I know most most of the people on the uh, governing committee, and I know well, several dozen uh, professional brewers. I don't know. <laughs> I think I can uh, bring my passion to it and do it well. It sounds like you do have a lot to offer, actually. I'm reading through uh, your resume here, which uh, is on the homebrewersassociation.org site, and you're also uh, a mead fan. You just created and organized a a brand-new mead competition out there in New England, too, right? Right. It's our second annual Mead for Your Die is coming up this April. Um, We had 176 entries last year. Mm -hmm. We're probably tied or close to the largest competition in the country. Okay. See, now, this is one of the reasons, you know, from what I understand about the governing committee, what we get to do is we get a lot of input about how to get people involved. There, there are also subcommittees. There's a competition mm-hmm. committee. So there's a lot of, um, you know, organizing input that needs to be put in. It sounds to me like Michael has that between the competitions he's put together, um, being the president of his club. Are you the president of your club now? Yes, I am. I just got reelected uh, president of Brewfer Die. Wow. We're almost up to 80 members. Uh, our pr- um, one of our members won the... Uh, Long shot competition last year, Mike Robinson. Oh, right. A uh, previous member won the uh, Patriot Homebrew competition, had his beers on at Gillette Stadium. So, yeah, we're, we're a very active club, and uh, we now have five uh, bourbon barrels that we're aging beers in. So, it's quite a bit of beer we're putting out there. I'll vote for you if we get to try that. Yeah. I just want to try some of that beer. I think he just exploded. Yeah. There goes that barrel. Uh, did you, <laughs> did you just get snowed in, Michael? Yeah, there's a lot of snow coming in. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he just got buried under a snowplow out there in New Hampshire. <laughs> well, on top of all those reasons, I think Michael will kick your ass if you don't vote for him. 
He can bench press everybody in this room. Twice. What can you bench press now? I consider this part of your uh, part of your uh, qualifications. Platform. I've gotten a little bit older. I'm down to about 275. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> bench press. I couldn't even roll 275 down a hill. Yeah. I could barely carry it to my car, and that's yeah. my body. It's with six trips. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you sound like a great candidate to me, Michael, and you have been in, involved in homebrewing for a long time, longer than me. If you've been doing it for 15 years, I love to see that. Uh, I like that you're registered as a BJCP judge. Uh, that also shows some commitment. And um, you have a good resume here that everybody can read over at homebrewersassociation.org. And uh, I hope this is your year, Michael. I might have to vote for you now, just just because yeah, you... I got I to smack talk all these other guys, you know, Justin and Drew. Come on. I, I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I've... I've, I've I outbrew these guys. <laughs> well, that's a given. Yeah. Everybody knows that. <laughs> he does, I've had some of his beers. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Maybe not Drew. I don't yeah. know if you can outbrew. You probably outbrew Drew, too, but outbrewing me, that's like out bench pressing me. Your five year old daughter could probably do it. It's like walking ahead of you in line. It's like, oh, it's easy. I can yeah. But uh, what else you got? Come on. You can smack talk better than that. You, uh, you've been brewing longer than me, that's for sure. Let's see. I've. Uh... Got twenty three percent alcohol meads going right now. I've got probably hundred gallons of mead going in my basement. Wow! I've got probably uh, three fifty five gallon drums of beer. Let's see, we got a Russian Imperial Stout, an Old Ale. We just finished up a uh, a lambic, and uh, you know, I, I just finished up running the Patriot Homebrew Competition. Got long shot coming up. Need for your die New England Regional Homebrew Competition. You know, Brew Free Die is one of the best clubs in the country. Yeah. You'll be hearing a lot more about us, though. So. All right, I'd like to hear more. Chad, he outbrews everybody in this room. I believe yeah, it. He's, also, he's also got like a full blown like pub in his house. If if you look yeah, at his website, ten, he's got some great pictures. Really? Yeah, it's I awesome. Got ten draft, uh, ten taps on draft right now. Oh boy, that's a lot. Found the uh, in a beer uh, engine. I have. Cool. I wow. only have four taps, and I don't have any mead. Never mind a hundred <laughs> gallons of mead. I'm going to have to go buy some mead Yeah, <laughs> to compete. <laughs> used to have it. Yeah, you really are a mead guy, though. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm working on uh, opening a meadery. I've gotten zoning approval and um, just filing the paperwork now. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's cool. You don't do those uh, those those battles, do you? You know where everybody dresses up like they're in the medieval yeah, like times, like they're in Harry Potter, <laughs> and that, like they're in Harry, and they all drink mead. You know what I'm talking about? They do them out in the East nah, Coast. There, I can't say I've done that. That's good. You would have lost. You should much. try it. Certainly seem to uh, enjoy the uh, fruit favor mead. So, All right. <laughs> I think he just talked some smack about reenactors. I think so. I, d- I had a question from the chat room for you, Michael. Um, sure. Zion Curtin in the chat room. He wants to know what's the worst beer you ever brewed. Got a story about that? Hmm. Worst beer I ever brewed was the one I couldn't last. I don't know. I think it was probably one of the um, the first beers I made. Um, I tried making a um, a stout with a um, uh, raspberries in it. Hmm. it came up horrible. Really? The raspberries <laughs> had um, uh, bread of size on it and uh, didn't come out very well at all. Oh, I probably would have liked it. Put a little, <laughs> you know, put some bread in there. That yeah. sounds good to me. But uh, well, yeah. if you do it in the right way, yeah, yeah. that could be disastrous. Yeah. All right. 
Okay, well, you can vote for Michael by going to homebrewersassociation.org. Right there on the homepage, you'll see a Vote Now button. It's it's clear as day. You can click on each of the candidates' profiles. You can read Michael's there. He's from Londonderry, New Hampshire, and uh, you can vote for him. He's been running uh, for a long time now, and he's committed to the homebrewing community, as far as I can tell, and would be a great nice. candidate. So, Lifetime member. What's that? I said I'm a lifetime member. Oh, that's right. See, I'm only like a three-year member, but I'm cheap. I'll just keep renewing it. And a New England guy, you, you got to love that. Come on. <clears throat> Chad likes that. I love that. You might yeah. get Chad's vote just for being a New England guy. Oh, yeah. So, all right. JP's going to start your Facebook fan page. Mark. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'll, I'll friend that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks very much for being on the program, Michael, and good luck to you. All right. Thanks, guys. Take all care. Right, all right, Mike. Bruce, see you, man. All right. Yeah, might be a listener. He is a listener. Bruce Strong. Yeah. He's a good dude. I think they're all good dudes. I think we're going to have a lot of fun getting to talk yeah. to the candidates. And Drew, I'm going to so end up much. feeling bad for everybody who doesn't get no, nominated. No. Drew's an asshole. <laughs> Mike is a good guy. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else is great. Yeah. <laughs> Drew's a real jerk. Yeah. We'll hear from Drew later on in the program. Oh, you'll Drew's t- a nice guy. <laughs> you'll get to tell <laughs> You're him. the jerk. <laughs> you get to tell him uh, everything you want to say to him. Drew. Oh, good. <laughs> He'll be on a little bit, about 7.15 after we finish uh, with Stan. All right, another thing I need to tell you about, uh, one of our new sponsors, and just a great product to endorse that I want to talk about is Beersmith. That's right, the brewing software Beersmith. It's come up a lot on this program over the last couple of years. Everyone always asks, you know, Beersmith, Beersmith or uh, or that other program. What's it called? Promash. Promash. I don't even use it so much, I can't remember its name. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? I don't even use it so much. Yes, so much. I don't even speak English so much that I can't uh, do it correctly. Please to enjoy. <laughs> All right. Well, with Beersmith, you can easily design world-class beers at home. It's really easy to uh, use. Not only that, you get a free 21-day trial version. Uh, There are video tutorials over at Beersmith.com. People have asked us to do a show about how to to use these brewing programs. And um, you don't even need a whole show if you can just go watch the video tutorials over at uh, Beersmith.com. Takes all the guesswork out of it. Uh, You can really get everything you need to make the best beer possible. Great blog, too, by the way. Yeah, and I did, you know, after I sort of bitched about us not being on the blog the last time, it turns out we're going, we are going to be on the blog. Oh, really? I just haven't returned his email. (laughs) (laughs) It's my fault. He sent me a whole interview to be on the blog, and I didn't return it. It's my fault. I got to get back to that. You can schedule your brewing activities with an integrated calendar. You can track inventory if you want to keep grains on hand. You can go shopping, add a recipe's ingredients to the shopping list with a single click, print it out. And uh, head on down to the store. Over 300 recipes are available right there on the Beersmith recipe site and thousands more across the web. Um, it's compatible with all of the uh, the recipe formats. So you can build recipes quickly, and uh, it's just really easy to use. And I really like the uh, just the way it looks, too. It kind of mm-hmm. looks and feels uh, clean and easy. Makes me feel like a professional when I'm brewing. Yeah, easy to sort. Yeah, it's, it's great. Real clean layout. I'll tell you, if it can make me feel like a professional when I'm brewing, that's a damn good program right there. So go over to Beersmith, check it out, beersmith.com, and uh, get your free uh, 21-day trial version. If you don't like it, well, throw it away. I think you're going to like it. Yep, check it out. Absolutely. Okay. How's everybody doing? Great. We all right? Good. I think we're good. I think we need a beer, though. Nobody, I think you guys do you're need a beer. You're drinking has a beer. I'm not drinking a beer. The only one, everyone's sick in here. Chad and Tasty have had uh, throat aids for a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you Something two? Like I that. don't have anything wrong with my throat. Chad does. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. That means he's, you know... <clears throat> I don't know. I got some I got some Candy Brewer recordings that say otherwise, Tasty. <laughs> Even just right now. No, no throat. Uh, you're, you're, feeling, you're sounding scratchy, brother. 
So my throat's pretty good. It is? It's my chest. It, it, no. It's, it's kind of full of stuff. Your ample chest? So you guys haven't been uh, partaking in the cousin lately, have you? No, not possible. No. You, it's not, <laughs> not possible. possible. Not yeah. even in in uh, cookie form? No cookies? Well, uh, the kitchen's no still open, yeah. I see. Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought, I was like, come on, cold turkey? Yeah, I, that ain't happening. <laughs> He's two in cold sweats over there. Cold cookies. <laughs> All right, I'm glad everybody's doing well. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's time to visit with Stan Hieronymus. He's got a new book out, Great. Brewing with Wheat. And, you know, I haven't read the whole book yet, but I did thumb through a, a good portion of it. And you know what? It's a badass book. It's really, really well In uh, true Hieronymus style, he's yeah. brew like a monk. Uh, they're all great. They're all on my favorite bookshelf. So I'm excited to talk to Stan when we come back. Get your questions over to Bevo in the chat room while you still can. Hit the chat now button. All right, we'll be right back. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. What's up, dude? What a long face. Dude, I don't know what I'm going to do for Valentine's Day. Last year, the World of Warcraft subscription was a striker. Ooh, yeah, I hear ya. A couple of years ago, the new Hoover I got my wife was a bomb, too. But last year, I found playfulevenings.com. What? What's that? You know, Mrs. Badrock's store. It's awesome. Totally tasteful passion toys. Are you serious? Yeah. What's a passion toy? You know, it's a um, central aid in the bedroom. Ooh. All kinds of stuff. Massage oils, couples games, lingerie, and books. Books? Yeah. Where do you think Tickless Pickle came from? Yeah, boy. Seriously. Fun stuff, and Mrs. Badrock takes care of the BN Army with 10% off. Go to PlayfulEvenings.com and click on Shop Online now. Put BN Army in the coupon code. PlayfulEvenings.com Thanks, Mrs. Badrock. You're a lifesaver. BN Army, it's Valentine's Day all year long at PlayfulEvenings.com There's an app on the iPhone for just about everything, including beer, apps for finding a pint of beer, apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer, and now there's an app for brewing a pint of beer. Introducing BrewPal, the most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do. Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database. Mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now 
for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal, all the brewing software you need right in your pocket. Have you ever noticed the pathetic look on the face of the Brewcaster poster boy? That's the look of a child that survives on ramen noodles and homebrew. Subprime Meltdown doesn't even begin to describe what this kid has been through. He lives this grim existence for his army, the Brewing Network Army. Times are tough for everybody. It's like getting stuck in time two days before payday. Cash is tighter than a post-it IOU stuck in a stripper's sweaty G-string. The unicorn's horn is limp and the rainbow has lost its color. But you can help change all that. If you were to take that sparkling change in your pocket and plop it on the table for the BN instead of that extra pint at happy hour, then the world could be a brighter place. When you buy a round for the BN, you buy a round for yourself and your fellow soldiers. And that's what it's all about. That and being entered into the reoccurring donor monthly raffle. So step up and start your own economic stimulus package. For just a few bucks a month, you can stimulate the unicorn, the rainbow, and a brewcaster. Hit that donate button just like you'd hit on that crazy bitch at the bar right after last call. You'll be really happy about it in the morning. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. back to the program. Thanks to Michael Fairbrother for being on the show. Don't forget to go and vote for your AHA candidates over at homebrewersassociation.org. And uh, there's four spots open, so you can vote for four different people. You're going to hear from each one of them here on the program. So if you want to wait until uh, close to the end, till after you've heard everybody, that's fine by me. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we'll get everybody on. I think our last uh, air date is March 21st. And then there's a vote after that. So. Are you uh, rocking the vote right now? Trying I, to get everybody out to vote? I think I am rocking the vote. It's your future. I think we have the potential. And this is the part I said where I, where I am really kind of excited about this. I yeah. think we have the potential to get more people involved in voting for the governing committee this year than ever before. Yeah. And uh, that could be solely because of the Brewing Network. How about that? How about that? <laughs> How exciting is that? Well, in the past, the only, w- the only way I've ever really heard that elections were even coming up is someone would post it on the forum. Right. Just like on the Morbier forum right. or, you know, just somebody like, hey, did you, you know, remember there's voting? I have and, no idea. And if I lose this year, that's also the only way you're ever going to hear about it again. That's true. Because I will never do this again. Yes. No, I'm kidding. I, I actually really enjoy that uh, we can get this out there. I think yeah. there will be a record number of voters. Yeah. Keep in mind, Insider. you do have to be an AHA member to vote. Uh, and a great way to sign up for the AHA is also through the Brewing Network. You can hit the AHA logo. It's just below the BYO logo there on our homepage. And sign up through us for one year, three years. I think you can even sign up as a lifetime member there. You sure can. And uh, we get a little portion of that. And it's just a great way to show that you came to the uh, Homebrewers Association through the Brewing Network. Helps us. Uh, it's a great way to keep getting the word out. All right. I'm a little nervous about Stan. He's a big dog, man. He is a big dog, and yeah. I, I re- I'm a big fan of his books. Hey, Stan, are you with us? Yes. I'm so happy to have you on the show with us. Thank you for taking the time. It's my pleasure. 
So Stan Hieronymus is, uh, if you don't know this name yet, go just go look. Go search, look at a book. Yeah, go search beer <laughs> book right yes. now. The, the yeah. man, is it something like 10 books you've either written or been involved with now, Stan? Uh, the, actually, it's a little bit more than that, but who's counting? I, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, now, sure. Is this all you do, Stan, is write about beer? I, occasionally, I drink it. Good. <laughs> Good. I like to hear that. Didn't you just do some big, like, national tour? Didn't you just jump in the RV with the family and, and just go beer hunting for the last year or something? It, 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 it wasn't a beer hunting tour. Uh, it's the family adventure. We started planning about four years before we did it. And, and you know, by pure chance, we occasionally came across beer, though. Ah, of course. It's weird how that happens. By sheer yeah. chance. Uh, it's a lot easier than it would have been 20 years before. I see. Yeah. So is it so? Are you retired, Stan? Uh, no, no. You just took. <laughs> you want to drink beer? You got to keep working. That's true. <laughs> what did you do before you were able to travel and write about beer? Um, I, 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 both my wife and I worked for newspapers. Um, okay. And uh, we decided to when we quit our jobs, which was about twenty years ago. Uh, at newspapers, we sort of thought it would be short-term, and then we would have to go back to working regular jobs. Um, and we started pitching stories to people to write about beer, and, and she um, uh, got a gig working for uh, for American Brewer to write a story about all the brew pubs in Florida, which at the time was six. Um, and after that, we just kept writing about beer. I like that. Just went for it. Got to do that. And I think it's been a big success. I have to tell you that uh, Brew Like a Monk is one of my favorite all-time beer books. Thank you. I mean, it's just so well done. And, you know, I, I, JP and I, uh, actually, we were all talking about this book before the show. The new book uh, that Stan has out is Brewing with Wheat. And it just, Stan has kind of a writing style that, uh, you know, sometimes when you read the titles of your book, Stan, they're intimidating to me because I'm not a, I'm not a scientific brewer. Um, and, I, and, and I'm not a monk, right. uh, but I feel like maybe the topic is a little more complex than I want to dive into. But Stan's writing style is really casual, and as JP put it, it's very anecdotal, and uh, you really get through the information in a storytelling kind of way. And I can appreciate that; it helps you deliver the information. I think. Well, thanks, I, I, and I'm also not a scientist, so helps I, us both. you know, I, I try and find <laughs> the information and uh, then interpret it for. Uh, people as simple as me. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. See, this is this, that's this, us. This yeah. is how we invented the brewing network, Stan. I thought it's as simple as Bevo. <laughs> how can I make yeah. this as simple as me? Yeah. What was your first uh, um, beer writing excursion, Stan? Can you remember? Well, as I said, actually, uh, my wife Daria Lubinsky, who now does the copy editing for uh, uh, Brewers Publications, okay, uh, pitched the story to. Um, uh, American Brewer, which at the time Bill Owens, uh, who is one of the pioneers in beer information, um, was doing the the magazine, and so we went around and, and did that. And she pitched more stories. I I just mostly uh, drove the car, and, and we were home brewers, so I would occasionally ask a, a question on the side. Okay. Um, and and we went to beer camp. I don't know if you guys are familiar with beer camp that was at at Oldenburg Brewery, which is long gone, no. um, and it, we were just—I was just hanging out, 
and and she couldn't sell the story to anybody until after it appeared in the magazine. So she said to me, "Well, wh- why don't you write about it just on what you remember?" And and she would sell it to various newspapers around the country. So I wrote this story, and and like about I don't know a dozen papers liked it. And we at that point we said, "People are interested in beer." Yeah, hmm. and and so it went from there. Yeah, I don't. What, so what was that beer camp like? Well, um, at the time, this is about, this was 93, and so they brought in a couple hundred different beers, um, and and there weren't many places you could get that cross-section of beers. Um, I don't know if you guys know Dave Gausipol. I don't know Dave, no. uh, He he works for a distributor in Kentucky now. Okay. But, But it... It was really, you know, you would go there, and and now these things seem simple to people who exchange beers and like that. But you would have Great Lakes beer, and you go, wow, you know, what, what's going on here? Um, it it there there it just wasn't that easy to get that many interesting beers. Okay, it, you know, this is less than twenty years ago. Wow. So this was just a way for you guys to get together and be able to share from different places. Right. Yeah. What a great idea back then. I was just on a, a. I just did a panel for SF Beer Week, and mm-hmm. you know, one of the things we were talking about is, is, you know, the unremarkable access to beer that we have now, and that even as early as as when I turned twenty one, so not I'm not that old yet. Oh. Um, <laughs> there wasn't. I, I mean, I knew a time where you had to really seek out a grocery store or something that had a good beer selection, and the kids that are turning twenty one now, there's beer everywhere. Like they won't Good know, beer. they won't know a time where there isn't a variety of craft beer. Right. Good right. variety too. Yeah. yeah. Which is just kind of interesting. And like you say, Stan, as little as twenty years ago, you guys had to get together at beer camp to to share a lot of beer. Mm-hmm. You know. So, what was the impetus for brewing with wheat? Why did you get into this topic? Well, actually, uh, at at the time, Ray Daniels was still a publisher at Brewers Publications, um, and he called me and said. This is a, a, um, a book he'd like to have. Okay. And we were planning this family adventure anyway, which was uh, 15 months on the road, um, to, uh, and of that 15 weeks in Europe. And I said, well, you know, by pure chance, we will be in the area around Lubin, which is where the Belgian Whites um, began, mm-hmm. and we'll be in the south of Germany and Bavaria. Which is a, a, actually uh, Bavarian Weizens began in Bohemia, but it's close enough. That's that's really associated with the styles. The south of Germany will be in Berlin, which is Berliner Weiss, yeah. and and will be in uh, forty nine of the fifty uh, U.S. states, which is American wheat. And those, those are basically what we think of as the four wheat beer styles. So it's a chance to go to the breweries. Hmm. Um, and, and talk to the people who make the beer. Um, but, you know, it's an important thing, and, and I'll say this, which I always say to people all the time when they say, are you an expert on this? I am not an expert brewer, and I'm lucky if I can brew eight to ten times in the course of a year. Okay. You know, I, 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 as a journalist, what I do is I go ask people how they do it, and, and they're the real experts. I see. Hmm. I like that because I can relate. With the uh, hardly ever brewing, but getting access to all these guys, like it's exciting to be able to talk to the professionals and find out what they're doing. It's well, neat to be a conduit. 
Yeah. You, know, you don't have yeah. to do everything yeah. uh, that you say you do. You can just, this is how other people do it, and I'm really good at compiling that knowledge and making it be uh, absorbed by people who want to absorb it. And in Stan's it's case, it helps that, that he's not illiterate. Well, it does help. You know. <laughs> well, maybe he just speaks into a recorder. I mean, you know. Right. Now, let me recap just a second here, too, Stan. So, 15 months on the road, 49 states you hit with your family, and 15 weeks of that in Europe? Yes. Wow. Uh, how old... Uh, uh, tell me about your family. It's your wife, and, and how many kids? Oh, well, uh, I have two children, one by a previous marriage. He, okay. He actually... Watch the house while we were gone. Our, <laughs> yeah, our, he did. Our, our daughter, uh, at the beginning of the trip, she was 11. At the end of the trip, she was 27 and somewhat. <laughs> I, be- I can believe that. Driving the RV. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No kidding. What about school for her? Did you have to do a homeschool thing for the year? Uh, yes. You did. You know, our, uh, our, our, our call screener, Bevo, here was homeschooled for a year. And, and don't worry, Stan, she turned out great. Wow. She, she's now a call screener on the Brewing Network. <laughs> <laughs> so it's encouraging, I'm sure, for you. You guys suck. <laughs> and then your son stayed home and watched uh, your, your kegerator for you, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, so that was empty pretty early on. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make it too far. Dad, it's week sure. two. Yeah. I'm out. What an epic trip, trip, though. I mean, that just sounds amazing to me. Uh, is that something you've wanted to do your whole life? Um, it, 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 you know, and, of course, everything comes back to beer. I was um, in that we started planning the trip about four years before we started the trip in 2008. Okay. So in 2004, we were doing a BJCP study group. So re- regularly on Sundays, we would get together about twice a month. Um, and I would come home, and, and by then my wife and daughter would be in the hot tub. And, and knowing that generally coming back from our, our beer study class, that they could suggest almost anything, and I would say, okay. Uh. <laughs> right. um, so one time I come home, and they're saying, we're thinking about a trip around the world. You're like and, sure, great. And but but I am I am the family treasurer. Uh huh. And so I said, we got to narrow it down a little bit. So we <laughs> knocked it down to uh, the states we could drive to, and and then when we went to Europe and and uh, hit seventeen more countries. And wow. Was, now, how did you travel in Europe? Did you uh, also we, we and this uh, we leased a car. Okay. And and you want to lease instead of renting. Okay. And you want to get a diesel. Yeah, Those are my bits of advice. It would be mass transportation. If you're one or two people, I'd I'd recommend that. But when you get to three, and it doesn't matter if your child's are eleven, twelve, they are they're going to pay full price everywhere. Right. So at that point, being able to you know have the car, and there, you know there are some advantages of the car because you can put beer in the back. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And now, is the diesel part just a fuel efficiency? Or access. Well, diesel diesel is cheaper. Yeah. Okay. Uh, every and it's more it's efficient too. So we got around uh, I don't know about uh, thirty eight miles to the gallon. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. We had a, a I, I was I was just there for a couple of weeks and we, we rented a little French diesel car. Uh, what's that French company? Uh, Food. <laughs> Le car. Yeah, it was a Le, Le car. car. Well, Toyota. anyway, whatever it was, it was a newer Stupid thing. Americans. And uh, we got from, from Brussels um, all the way up to Amsterdam and then back kind of down through Bruges, so mm-hmm. so a little little side trip. It wasn't direct back. And then back to Brussels, we never got gas. 
Right. That, that was all on three quarters of a tank. It was amazing, uh, the efficiency of these diesels out there. So, all right, well, that's good advice from you, Stan. And when did you finish this trip? When did you get back? Um, we, we, we got home last uh, beginning of August, which meant that I had about a month to write the book. And, uh, <laughs> wow. To keep it on schedule. So, but fortunately, I had done a little bit of writing before that. But you, you must have written a bit on the road as you're doing these interviews. As, as, you're, as you're going along. Yeah. Okay. And, and, you know, we, we'd started during the whole process because the summer before, uh, you know, we, uh, we were at Allagash uh, the previous August. So that was like 12 months before. Okay. So, and then just, is Allagash a great reference as a, a nice traditional white uh, or, or, or wheat beer, the, the Allagash white? I, um, you know, you talk to uh, people in the Netherlands and Belgium, and they'll go, this is what Cellus White tasted like. Wow, okay. At the beginning. They, I mean, they really like it. And Allagash, which they deserve credit for all their really nice beers, yeah, uh, but eighty percent of the production is the white. Is it okay? I love that beer. Uh, actually, uh, of of the wheat beers that I will drink, Allagash White is one I'll get every time. That's very good. It's pretty available yeah. over here too, as well on the West yeah. Coast. Yeah, kegs mm-hmm. of it. So that's yeah, nice. Now you mentioned Cellus, uh, Cellus uh, White, which uh, in, in case uh, any of our listeners don't know, so Peter Cellus is is kind of the the pioneer of this style, right? The the father. Well, of... it, he's he's the resurrector of the style. I see. Okay. Um, you know, it, it had pretty. It had gone away. Uh, there were some small production around in Belgium, but you know, he would he would in Hoogarden itself, the the, the town. Yeah that he would it was gone and so he went back and and brought that back in belgium became immensely popular in both belgium and and the netherlands which historically you should think of together anyway um as beer countries yeah well it is i mean and you know belgium is is a relatively young country yeah yeah. it's only about 180 years old right um and, and this, I'll digress here for a moment. Sure. When Americans look at Europe, they tend to look at the countries the way they are now. Yeah. But that's not the way they existed. That's not the way beer was born. So you know, there are sort of different spaces. Right. Um, so so when you think of about the way beer moved around, and that's certainly true in Belgium, uh, when you talk about say the saison style. So, so you sort of take away those borders and think about the space. Okay. So th- there, there was beer in the region around Leuven for now four or five hundred years. Okay. And that wasn't Belgium then. You know, much of it that 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 was they were dominated. Of course, Belgium has been owned by many countries over right. time. Yeah. But mostly, it, it was their leadership came from the Netherlands. Okay. So the people in the Netherlands have always been a great market for those beers. Okay. Uh, so, so if you talk to somebody like like Derek Walsh, who'll be judging the World Beer Cup, for instance, he has a real sense of what what those beers tasted like. Okay. Yeah. You know, why don't you you, you mentioned that uh, you know so Pierre Sellis 
right. uh, brought this uh, beer back to, to, to the town of, of Hoogarten, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you read the foreword of, of Stan's book, which is a really fascinating foreword, um, the, 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 the author there actually talks about how, uh, you know, Hoogarten is now a patented name of a beer, mm-hmm. right? And he talks about how that was a style of beer, and that mm-hmm. he's, he's actually upset that anybody would have the balls, the gall, <laughs> to, to, to patent this name, which, is, which really should be a style. And, and the great comparison he makes is, what if Guinness, uh, you know, back when they were doing this sort of thing, had patented the word stout uh, so that the rest of us couldn't call our stouts stout? And uh, I just thought it was really interesting. You know, here, here comes Pierre. He resurrects this style. He does it so well that a company acquires the, the beer that he's making and says, well, listen, this is Hogarten, and we're going to patent that. I mean, what a rich history, too. Um, so you must have gotten to find out a lot about uh, just the history of wheat in doing this. But um, we are also history fans uh, in our family, and, and the way those beers have evolved is is obviously um, sometimes curious. But but of course, <laughs> beer sellers then came to the United States um, and first visiting. Uh, you know, the, the first importer of Chimay and Duval was in Texas okay. and located in Austin. The first really good Belgian beer bars in the United States were in Austin. Texas. Interesting. Uh, which, if you've been to Austin, you're, that's a, there's a real disconnect there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, well, um, for sure. What happens? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, Pierre comes to, to visit, and, and, and the importer was from Belgium. So Pierre comes there to visit and and decides and and he is an ongoing entrepreneur. You know, he just he's great at creating things. Yeah, I um, mean, he, he 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 wasn't a brewer. He didn't grow up a brewer. He he doesn't have a particular brewing uh, expertise. Hmm. Um, but obviously, he appreciates beer. Right. Um, so he you know he comes to us and says, "Oh, I, th- I you know I think I can start this again," and. and and he starts the the Celis Brewery there right. and makes Celis White, which 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 was my introduction to the white style, which was just this fabulous beer. Yeah, well, um, yeah, yeah, one uh, one walk down Sixth Street at two a.m. I'll I'll move there and start a brewery too. Well, you know, <laughs> at two a.m. on Sixth Street, you're mostly looking for burritos, and you would drink a light lager. Yeah, you know? yeah. for sure, and a blonde. That's right, and a brunette, <laughs> and uh, you know, exactly. anything to go with that burrito. That's my Austin joke. <laughs> I did have the Celis White too, and I don't remember where I got to have some. Maybe I had it in Austin. Um, and it is an amazing beer. I've always heard of it. It's one of those beers of like lore. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that. you know, in there, the the Celis White, which is now owned by the Michigan Brewing. Okay, uh, they that's a very nice beer. They they. They, it's still a very well done beer. Yeah, is it the same? You know, it's one of these things. You you, uh, you have these beers the first time, and they become so big in your head that that you're going, no, nah, that's not quite the same. Right, and, and maybe it is. You know, the, the first time he had it, it was probably, I well, looking back, and this is probably that was ninety two. Um, that it had a tart character to it. But it, there were no tart beers then. <laughs> right. Oh, so. Not here. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Yeah, not in the United States, and, and, and barely 
anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, other than Lambeeks. Right, right. So tell me a little more about the research uh, back there in Europe. So you're 15 weeks, uh, you're traveling around there, and here's where you're really doing, you know, the bulk of your of your research for the book, right? Well, it's, it's it, it, I guess you would say it's it's more like in, it, that's, it might be 40%, I'm, I'm not sure the percentage, because a lot of it is still done reading yeah, and okay. looking at history. Okay. And a lot of it's in the United States. Um, you know, I, I think going forward and, and you know, we have no, it, it, I'll jump ahead, things that aren't in the book okay. that have even happened in the last six or eight months. You know, for instance, you've got Cascade, which you know Cascade in, in Portland, Oregon, which because they were first and second in the barrel age category at GBF. Yeah. You know, they're making four seasonal gozes now. Really? I didn't know and, that. <laughs> and, 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 and we're there last summer, and of course only the summer is coming out, and it's not ready yet. Uh-huh. So I, you know, I, I have, you know, I've, I've talked to Ron since then, um, and they, they're making a goza that has no weed in it. So obviously, it has little to do with the Leipzig goza, but but their other ones are interesting wheat beers. Um, uh, New Glarus Crack Wheat, which is just a fabulous beer. Okay, uh, has has nothing to do with any style that existed until. They made this beer two years until Dan Carey decided to make this beer um, a little over a year ago. Okay. So a lot of what's what we're going to call new creations or American wheat is is ongoing. Right. And that's part of the book as well. And you know, I love the history part, which is the white beers, um, the Bavarian beers, uh, which are the Weizen beers, um, and for me, the really intimidating part of the book. Because if you look at, at German wheat beers that Eric Warner wrote in 1992, I, I that that's one of the best two or three beers in the Brewers' publication style. Okay, uh, you know it's really well done. He studied beer. He went to Weinstephan. You know, we I missed him by like three days at Weinstephan. Like I really want to oh. write a book about that that appears to be an expert when. The, the guy who wrote the book before goes and speaks at Vine Stefan. Right. <laughs> They're not asking me there to speak. Right. That's so, a, it's, a, um, it's a good point and, you make. And and then, then the Gozas, which is a historic beer. Mm. Um, and then Berliner Weiss, which is pretty well forgotten about in Berlin anymore. So we'll see what, what happens yeah. going forward with that particular style. So, but you really—I mean—you you talk about being a little intimidated about about a wheat book, but you did approach it as an ingredient and not just as a style. So, yeah, oh a, yeah, definitely. Okay, so in other words, in this book, which is one of the—and and we're going to get to this—you uh, know, you really talk about you know the characteristics of wheat and what makes uh, it, it useful in beer and how we use it. I mean, it's all in this book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, were you more in- interested in uh, the history behind? Wheat beers or wheat beers in general, like how how they were put together, uh, the process to go to make a good wheat beer, or for me it'd be more the history because uh, I, I don't know enough about wheat beers to um, you know to say I, I want to write a book on that. But but learning beer history and the brewing history uh, around that ingredient to me uh, kind of fascinates me. Yeah, well, I I think you're you're always looking at the background because you're trying to figure out how we got here and and what happened along the way. Um, it, 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 for instance, Berliner Weiss, um, which 
you know, with a much heralded beer starting in almost uh, in 1680. So we're talking more than 300 years ago. And people fell in love with this. And in 1800, you've got Napoleon's troops referring to it as the champagne of the North. Mm-hmm. And from a homebrewing standpoint, people, homebrewers want to nail a style mm-hmm. and to say it was made this way. Well, you can look back historically at Berliner Weiss and, and certainly through the 19th century, and, and I can tell you 15 different ways that beer was made. Yeah. Um, so so you, you can't really pick out one. And, and that's what I love about brewing and beer is they're, they're, you're always going to be making choices. Right. You're always compromising, and compromising doesn't mean you're making a compromising beer. That means you're making decisions along the way. Hmm. Well, and you talk about it in one of your chapters, too, where you talk about just the, the regional flora, um, particularly when it comes to the, you know, the region of, that we now know as Belgium and brewing there and brewing the wheat styles there, the white styles, the wits. Um, it, could, it could scarcely be reproduced somewhere else, even 50 miles you know, right. in another direction of that region just because of the flora. Well, uh, certainly, and... And those particular beers, which were really susceptible to changing within, if if you look at and uh, uh, which is the first chapter about history, the idea that that people were drinking beers two or three days after yeast was pitched, so they were basically drinking beers that were still fermenting. Wow, um, it's like my house. Which, which might have been, yeah, might have been good or bad for digestion. <laughs> right. depending on depending on what you were looking for. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and that's and and going forward, if 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 you're um, if you're a home brewer making beer at home, that works perfectly. I've done it. I'm having friends over. We're going through five gallons now. Yeah, and it, you know that's perfect. If if you're a home brewer entering competitions, you've got to figure out. You've got to move it up. A couple levels, right? If you're a commercial brewer, then then at some point you have to say, "Bugs, stop now!" <laughs> right. All right. Let me t- let me get us to a quick break, and it sounds like sure. a, just a great point to to get into actually brewing with wheat because we've got a lot of questions in front of us about that, and uh, and I think it looks to me like the interviews that you've done can give us some great answers. So okay. if, you, if you can hang in there with us, we'll be right back. We've got Stan Hieronymus on the line with his new book, uh, Brewing with Wheat, and uh, I love this book so far, even though I'm not a wheat beer fan. So hang in there. More with Stan when we come back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zalesha and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard. 
and polish your style accuracy with DeVille. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewing network or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The How-To Homebrew Beer Magazine. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. Hilo, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Yeah! All 
to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. We've got Stan Hieronymus on the line talking about his new book, Brewing with Wheat. If you've got questions about Brewing with Wheat, you can hit the Chat Now button right there on our homepage, and Bevo is in there taking your questions, and uh, we will get them uh, asked and answered as best as possible. You still with us, Stan? Yeah. Stan, what, are you drinking a wheat beer right now? i got to know. Uh, no, I'm drinking water right now. Oh, you are? <laughs> I see. You're a lot like my staff here today. They're all on water. They're, they're, not, they're all under the weather and, and they're on water this week. Except well, for this I, guy. I, previously uh, today, I, uh, the, the last beer I had before hooking up with you guys was actually the, um, uh, similar to the wheat wine recipe that's in the book, the uh, hmm. smokestack uh, harvest wheat wine. Okay. They made. Great. So you oh. had you did have a nice big beer before you yeah. came. And that's on a, yeah, that's like nine point one percent. So you don't <laughs> need too many of those. Right. Well, it's actually this is a great segue point. Our, normally, our co-host Dr. Scott is with us in the studio today, but he couldn't make it. But he called me specifically to make sure that I asked you a couple of questions about wheat wine. Mm-hmm. And one of his questions uh, was. That wheat is, he says, typically in a lot of wheat beers, it doesn't age very well. Um, so you tend to want your wheat beers, you want to drink them fresh. Yeah. But the barley wine style, you want to age it. You know, a nice year-old barley wine is, is just getting, is just reaching its peak. So what do you think about aging a wheat wine? Is this something that can be done? Well, I, I, yeah, I don't know that that much science has been done about it. Um, there are always... Yes, you want to consume wheat within the first uh, few days, ideally a few months, um, because it is going to cause stability issues. When you make it a much more high-gravity beer, which is often with a lower percentage of wheat, then it would, and, and you're also going to change the yeast you're working with, because people are, are generally going to use like a California ale yeast or something like that, mm-hmm. because they're really making a barley wine with a little bit of wheat to um, change right. the flavor character. Right. Now, personally, I like the idea that you wouldn't age them, um, it, it, I, it, and having I'm probably influenced uh, by the fact that we were just drinking the smoked act wheat. Um, it, which is, uh, Stephen Powell's uh, approaches that with the idea that um, it's a wheat wine. It should be like wine and taste like wheat. It's not meant to be another barley wine. Yeah, this is a great... Stephen Powell's is the brewmaster at Boulevard Brewing. Yes. And this is a great comparison that you have here in the book where you talk about his take on a wheat wine where, as you're saying, it, it, it should... He wants it to taste a little bit like wine. Right. Whereas you have someone like Todd Ashman in there, who's and, now... And the 420 Wheat Wine at yeah. Flossmore Station, yeah. I mean, that, that's one of those things going in. When I thought about the chapters that would be um, the, the people who would contribute recipes, obviously yeah. I base it upon beers I had and loved, and 420 was at Flossmore was just really awesome beer. But it's basically a barley wine. Right. Hmm. So here's uh, what we have. So we have Steve Powell's recipe is in the book. And just to give you a couple percentages so you know what we mean about the difference here, um, he's using uh, 25% malted wheat and 22% raw wheat in his. And then he uses some pale malt or pilsner. Mm-hmm. 
also. Whereas Todd Ashman, uh, who was now with 50-50 at the time, he was with uh, Flossmore Station, right? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, 420 was Flossmore. And I, <clears throat> right. I think he's done a wheat wine. Well, he has done a wheat wine now at 50-50. Oh, he does? Okay, got yes. it. Well, back then, so the recipe you have here, he's using 27% red wheat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest is uh, is, is a two-row. So uh, kind of a big difference in the amount of wheat being used in the two different beers, too. Yes. So what do you think about the style in general? You don't care whether it tastes more like wine or more like uh, you just think of it as uh, two different ways to, to do well, a wheat no, wine? I, I, I like the idea of somebody's going to say it's a wheat wine yeah. of, of taking Stephen's approach. Okay. And make it, because we, I, it, I can take a stroll. To, we live in New Mexico, so we don't actually have a cellar. You know, we've got a chest freezer that's temperature controlled. And, and I've got lots of barley wines. Okay. And I, I don't need another barley wine. I shouldn't say this because you're supposed to want to want to have as a home brewer always more another right. one. Right. And, and and Todd's recipe is really nice, but but I like Stephen's approach. Yeah. He actually and, and now you, just another reason to, to buy this book. There's a lot of neat little tips in here, but one of um, one of Stephen's little tips is uh, to bottle condition this beer. He used some grape juice mm-hmm. instead of instead oh. of regular sugar. Mm-hmm. Which I think it just adds to this whole character that he decided, hey, I want it to taste a little bit like wine. And then there's a lot of other tricks in there he did to make it taste like wine, too. I'm not going to give away everything in the book because I really think you should have this thing. But um, you see what I'm saying? Uh, another another just great approach to have it uh, a little bit of wine character to it. He didn't stir the mash with his feet, did he? <laughs> he, he might have. Okay. Uh, did, any rumors of that, uh, Stan? No, it, it, you know, Boulevard's uh, a pretty good-sized brewery now. Um, <laughs> you would need big it, feet. It, yeah. it, it, if if you can do that math, and it, it sort of depends uh, upon how much people have been drinking. Um, <laughs> but the amazing thing about Boulevard is they got they got past a hundred thousand barrels with a thirty five barrel system, <laughs> and wow. and now they have That's the new brew shifts. house, which is highly automated and super. And there's this big hole in the ceiling when you walk in. Oh, really? And so it, it, because they're doing wheat beers, and and they're not set up to do decoction or anything. So they can drop a, another mash ton if they needed to, and you'd be thinking, so they could do decoction. Well, Stephen, who is incredibly self-effacing, is going, you know, if this whole craft thing doesn't work out, then we can come in here and do decoction and light lagers with corn. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> 100,000 barrels. Yeah. <laughs> this may not work yet. Go for it. Yeah. I like that. Always have a backup plan, guys. This is the lesson here. What's our backup plan here? <laughs> we don't. Everybody else should always have a backup okay. plan. Ever us. <laughs> our backup plan is that we're going to go on the road with Stan next time he does one of these uh, book trips. Yeah. <laughs> is there already another book in the works, Stan? Just out of curiosity. Um, I'm starting researching on something, but I haven't uh, signed a contract, so okay. I don't think I'm supposed to talk about it. I see. Oh. And then I, I also have a. Uh, uh, a project of love, which is starting to uh, uh, get um, oral histories from you know brewers who oh, yeah. started since 1970, and of course that that has no uh, economic value at all. Now, are you? Uh, I'm curious about that. Are you recording those, or are you? Yeah, you are. That's fantastic. And then and and then the idea is you uh, transcribe them, so they're, I see. you know available for people who can't hear. Right. Right. Like like JP. What? <laughs> exactly. That's it. So, 
Now, I'm, I'm starting to see questions come in from the chat room, and, and maybe this is a good place to, to start talking about the style and, and how, how it kind of differs. What's the difference in how the Germans use wheat and, and, and their wheat beers, like the, the Weizens, and, and the Belgians with their wits? Well, it, um, you know, I, I think it, it, both of them, of course, are, um, if you're a pedantic brewer, both of those yeasts are somewhat plastic and give you off flavors. But but the Germans, um, the, the two parts are their Weizen yeast, and, and these will vary throughout Bavaria. So if you go to the south of Bavaria, uh, those yeasts are a little bit more like the Belgians, and they're going to give you more banana. Mm-hmm. And to the north, they're going to give you more clove uh, and spiciness. But they are mashing um, it, it, to enhance those flavors. So they're they're doing that rest um, at about 112 or 115 degrees, which um, uh, will bring out more of the clovey flavor. Okay. So so they're really and that and that's where you get what we consider a southern German Weizen sort of beer, and in in Belgium, their 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 yeast are uh, the um, the wit beer yeast are don't produce nearly as much clove character and they're also not mashing for that okay uh there's a section even where you talk about so that that character is actually uh, associated with a, a specific um i don't know if chemical is the right word um well it, 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 what it's it's an interaction of the yeast and ferulic acid okay so it's it's and we'll just say four bg it, it is four vinyl glycol but you don't need to keep saying that just four vg and you can hang out say four vg it makes it sound cooler anyway (laughs) it does sound cool that's the compound that creates those clove-like flavors yes and that when um that that is the compound that you identify as those flavors yes i see okay and 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 actually the um you know west mall yeast or uh chamay yeast those will also grind out that that same sort of character. Hmm. Okay. So it's it's a, the the whole yeast through that region, as opposed to um, California ale yeast or the Guinness yeast or the or the English ale yeast. Right. They, those are not. Right. And it's not uh, obviously if you if you're going to find it in these other Belgian beers, it's not just uh, for wheat beers too. And right. I found that interesting in the book because I have tasted you know sometimes when I'm drinking a, a bit like a Belgian quad or you know triple. They do some of those phenolic flavors. Uh, I wouldn't call it clove like I would when I'm drinking a Hefeweizen, but you can certainly find the characteristics in that flavor sometimes, especially the more phenolic beers. Yes. Well, uh, um, you know, you think about in California, the, uh, a fairly recent, not two-year-old brewery, um, the, brewer, the brewery and their Orchard White, that's a variation on Duval yeast. Yeah, for okay. You know, I've, I've had great wit beers, um, and they were fermented with Chimay yeast. Oh, right. That's, you know, see, that would be an interesting way yeah. to do it, is take what we would normally do our uh, doubles with or something and do right. a nice wit with Let's it do with wheat, as yeah. home brewers. Because right. you'd probably bring out the same characters. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, see, in my case, I want less of that clove character. All right. So I wonder if it would diminish it a little it would keep it there right so that it's kind of true to style but i wonder if it would uh, diminish would do you think stan that you'd find less of it if you use like a chimay type yeast 
Well, it's going to depend how you handle it. So first in your mash, you're going to want to make sure you're not doing that for like rest. Uh, acid rest. Okay. Um, and yeah, it, and much of this perception is really what you're seeing is a balance between clove and and the banana, which is isolamyl. Um, so you want more esters. So you're going to let your fermentation go warmer. If if you start it um, cooler, then the clove's going to come out more. Okay. And, you know, a question actually came through in the chat room uh, about the difference between that uh, banana flavor and and that other clove flavor. And you're mm-hmm. saying that it, they are two different uh, compounds. Uh, well, it, it, in, in uh, um, the clove is a phenol. Yeah. And banana is an ester. Okay. What's the, so tell me the difference between... Now, the, we can even go simple like this for me. What's the difference between a phenol and an ester? You got me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that, that's the way you refer... I mean, that that's the way they're, they're creating. Right. I, I've heard that people are more sensitive to one or the other. I see. Because we lump but, you know, t- And that goes to a good point, um, that what people perceive... You and I can talk about one thing, and and we could be talking to somebody else, and they don't get that at all. Right, right. But we all—it's—it's it's just interesting to me that we often talk about those two things together. We mm-hmm. often say the phenols and the esters, right. or, or you know, sometimes well, we the, even... the phenols are also. I mean, there are there are other, um, you know, there there are phenols that come from the hops, right? Um, and then uh, and. Uh, that also come from the malt, and so you got polyphenols, which are adding to the cloudiness. Um, okay. Which we go into, which we sort of, it doesn't really work for a home brewer, um, but some commercial brewers are now using what's called Tannel A, which mm-hmm. is basically introducing a polyphenol, which gives you the cloudiness and gives you, if, if you're a brew pub, right. for instance, a, a brew pub brewer, which is the hardest to do the wheat styles, and you want your beer to look cloudy. You know, if, at a home brewery, you're going to blow through a five-gallon batch. Sure. Um, if, if you're a bottling brewer, then you tilt a bottle, you're throwing the yeast, and uh, what what cloudiness you get from the malt back into the bottle. Right. But as a pub brewer, it's just sitting there clarifying all the time. Right. So if you're not going through seven barrels very fast, it's looking less cloudy all the time. So you can add this tannin A, which is a tannin that comes from nuts, um, but it adds a cloudiness. That's a polyphenol. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, in fact, I can corroborate that a bit, too. I, you know, So I worked for a, an American brew pub uh, for a little while, and uh, their, their Hefeweizen, I call it an American wheat. They're American wheat. We were told to keep those kegs upside down. Oh. Yeah, when you can keg it, it's much better than having yeah. like seven barrels on a serving. Sure, and they did. They kegged it to move it around to their different brew pubs, and we kept all the kegs upside down so that when we tapped them, we turned them right side up, tapped them. Right. All the cloudiness was put, you know, uh, uh, theoretically put back into the beer, and it looked as people expected it. Mm-hmm. To look, and the first three pints weren't all yeast, <laughs> right? weren't all exactly yeah. weren't all of that uh, right. the good stuff. But now, so wheat beer, though wheat as an ingredient in general is it tends to be a cloudy ingredient, doesn't it? Don't, doesn't it well, tend it's, to it's, lend it's that? It's thrown. It's the proteins. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so if we want a, a clear beer, 
using wheat is a difficult thing to do? Uh, no, not necessarily. Actually, I mean, I, I, I don't know that um, the people listening right now care that much about it, but when you add more wheat mm-hmm. and you get above 40 or 50%, your beer is going to clarify faster. Hmm. Oh, is that um, right? Uh, and it's just because then you've got... It, 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 it's literally dragging itself clear. I see. Like a saturation point kind of almost? Yes. Uh, Things just kind of clump to it and it falls out together. Yeah. Right. So, so you get you get bigger proteins, they get heavier, they fall out of suspension. And people mm-hmm. go, oh, that's not a wheat beer. Right. Okay. All right. Another question that came through from the chat room. Richards is in there hanging out and he wants to know if you talk about using spelt at all in, in this book. Uh, no. no. Is spelt a type of wheat? Yeah, I think it's a variation on wheat. And actually, well, I, there is one quick discussion of ancient grains, um, and and almost everything that's relative to wheat, or yeah, relative to wheat is relative to spelt. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I found interesting is you had a chance to talk with uh, Byerman, and uh-huh. uh, they talked about five different wheats that they actually malted back in two thousand and eight, and you also mentioned that some of the the growers are actually working on different wheats. What, right. What were those five wheats that were malted that year? I mean, well, they they did uh, they didn't talk about that specifically. Wireman okay. is uh, first of all, they're really nice malts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They keep a lot of stuff um, proprietary. Okay. And, and you know, it's not exactly clear. You would think going forward, and they won't specify this, but they're going to begin to figure out if there's enough market for the wheat if if they get more of the market because Bavaria is, of course, got 600 breweries making wheat beers, mm-hmm. um, that they, they will start a combination of um, finding varieties that will work well and then how they are malting those. So, you know, I could see them reaching a point if wheat beer is popular enough that you'll be able to go buy that and and your your mashing process will be pretty simple like one or two steps or maybe just a single infusion they'll say this is this is ready to go as gotcha. a wheat beer hmm. interesting i had a question come through about you know related to that too uh, from the chat room uh, film lab is in there and he wants to know the difference between uh, malted wheat unmalted wheat and torrified wheat did you find that out in your book uh yeah that that's and, and torrified Basically, uh, torrified is um, malted wheat ready to go. <laughs> I see. It's the simplest thing. So, so um, if you're if you're looking for a recipe, instead of using unmalted wheat, you can use torrified wheat, and um, and you're not going to have the same conversion problems. That's a, that's the simple answer. Like okay. the stuck mash issue, or what? Well, no, stuck mash is a, is a, well, it it will. You're less likely to have a stuck mash. Um, in, in terms of dealing with stuck mash, the two parts are, of course, use rice holes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if you don't, you can add the rice holes at the end if you're really hyper about that. So in other words, I don't want it in my mash. Mm. Just add it before mash out and then mash out as hot as you can go. Uh, okay. Without, obviously, um, causing a, a phenolic problem. And okay. is, is that just because, you know, it has no husk and it's pretty much just going to gum it all up? Is that? Yes. Okay. So when you say that a torrified malt is ready to go, you mean that you more so mean we don't have to do any sort of step mashing. It's a single yes. infusion type of mash. Put it at your temperature, and it will convert 
right like we wanted to okay. yeah so so you can i mean in in that sense making a wit beer is easier than making a traditional uh, southern german bison beer where where you do either have to do a decoction or a step mash yeah well, um you know you don't have to do um a decoction okay although I like it with a decoction because you get a little bit more mouthfeel. Uh-huh. But that step mash is really a way to assure that you've got that uh, ferulic acid rest in there. Um, in a, you know, the shortcut, if, if you want to make a Weizen beer and you're, you know, I, I'm mashing a got cooler. So one step is, I mean, or two steps. I can mash in up one time and then I need to be mashing out because by then I filled it up. Right. Um, and if you really want to make a bites and beer, you could consider just getting like the brief, um, because that's sixty-five percent um, wheat, and they've done the ferulic acid rest. <laughs> so I you're, see. you know, mm-hmm. people hate, hate the idea of doing an extract, but actually, that's an extract ready to go. Mm-hmm. So, so then, if if what's the difference between unmalted and malted wheat is unmalted this wheat that we have to do a conversion to ourselves a, um, a step it, uh, it works better if you do a step yeah it does okay. or but of course you you've got another choice okay. which is simply not to have it add um, any fermentables so you can calculate and say i don't i'm not adding the fermentables i see or and, it, and that way it's going to add some cloudiness Sure. Uh, and again, you know, there there is there's always a shortcut for people. You can just throw a little bit of wheat starch in. That will add your cloudiness. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like shortcuts. You know, I find it amazing that anybody has trouble making cloudy beer <laughs> because I don't know that I've ever made a clear beer. Get it uncloudy. So I, yeah. I just find it interesting, Stan. You giving us tips on how to cloud our beer. <laughs> uh, so, what about malted wheat then? I mean, is is that the that's generally the, the, the wheat that I know and, and will go and buy. That's a, a regular standard malted wheat. What, you mean the, the, the beer you'll buy for brewing? Well, I mean from as a, an ingredient a... if I'm going to brew. Well, right. and I guess I'm asking specifically because the question is what's the difference between malted wheat, unmalted wheat, and torrefied wheat? So I just try okay, to get his well, answer. Um, uh, uh, malted wheat obviously is, is uh, I'm trying to. I don't want to say it's malted, sure. but in other words, it's it's ready for brewing. Okay. Uh, unmalted wheat it has 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 not gone through the the malting process. Okay. Um, so therefore, it hasn't um, grown up the sugar that you get when you malt. Okay. And it lacks the dietary. And, and torrefied wheat is unmalted wheat, which has been. Um, uh, converted, I guess that'd be the way to put it. In other words, like I said, it's ready. To that go. it's ready to go, mm-hmm. fully converted. And Tasty, you were going to add that the diastatic power yeah. of the is right, right, because it hasn't been malted. Right. Okay. All right. Good. Phew. Got everybody's questions answered. You got that. <laughs> I like to do that. All right, Stan. I'm going to get us to one more quick break, if that's okay, okay with you. And we'll come back and we'll wrap things up with Stan. I've got some more beer questions in front of me. Chad's got some more. Chad's our uh, our, our our wheat guy in the room today, Stan. So he's got some more questions for you. And it's always uh, exciting to be the wheat guy in the room, <laughs> just so you aren't that wheat guy on the bud. Uh, light but light. Well, Chad was walking on the beach. He was wondering if it was a coincidence that your book comes out also while uh, what is it? Bud Light Golden Wheat oh, yeah. is also very popular. I mean, is this a coincidence, Stan? Or 
You just... uh, I, I'll be working on that tour next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to find all uh, find out about golden wheat when we come back from Stan Hieronymus. Uh, get to the chat room if you want. If you have questions for Stan, Bevo's in there. Just hit the chat now button, and we'll get him asked for you. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hi. I have a sixer of Lagunitas in the icebox. My roommate's gone for the weekend, and I'm wearing something flimsy. Listen, baby. I told her not to call me after eight. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I gotta go. Who is that? Your girlfriend? You loser. Set up, thug. Did you guys get the cauldron set up on the altar of my yard? Sir, if you weren't so busy getting booty calls, you'd know that. The hurricane furnace is using propane while you guys talk. All right, I'm using the scroll of Mosher to boil the first decoction. Nope, it's scorched. What do you do? Frack, scoop it out and try again. Thug, use your math rake. You took too long. The color is now dark and past the point where you can still call it a pilsner. Yes, Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this, Poindexter Urkel? Dude, can't you see we're in the middle of a brew session? Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. <gasps> Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you belch White Labs 833 and crap Simcoe? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping. Only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Cylon Detecting Three Hearted and the collector's item super alt. Mine's in mint condition because it's still in the box. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. 
Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's stuff. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> <laughs> The home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. We're talking to Stan Hieronymus, and his new book is out, uh, Brewing with Wheat. Great book. Everyone here has has their own copy, mostly because Stan's publisher was nice enough to send us two, but uh, also because we love it. Uh, so Stan's still on the line with us. If you've got questions about Brewing with Wheat, get in the chat room, hit the chat now button, and Bevo's in there taking your questions. I've got a few of them in front of me. Uh, I, I got to ask you a question first, okay. and I can't find it. I'm supposed to ask you from Thomas Vincent, mm-hmm. so I'm supposed Uh-oh. to ask you about the Rat Pad or something. like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, um, apparently that's the name of my house. Uh, oh, okay. Stan, uh, you're welcome to come to the Rat Pad anytime. Actually, people it sounds delightful, doesn't it's, it? And our house is also <laughs> where the studio is. People, uh, I, I don't know if you saw some of the social networking going on after they found out you're going to be on the show. Everyone was real excited that you would be in studio with us. Mm-hmm. I think they thought that you know you're such a nice guy and we're such douchebags that it might be interesting to have you sitting next to us. But I had to break the news to them. It was you. You wouldn't commit to that. It was only a phone. <laughs> it's only a phone call. I'd be happy to be there. We'd love to have yeah, you. Whenever great. you come to California, Stan, you yeah. come on in here. Well, it's like a first date. He's checking us out and making sure we're not creepy and going <laughs> to take him behind the dumpster. And well, I there's, met... there's beer involved. It'll work out. Okay. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I met Stan at the homebrewers conference, a couple of homebrewers conferences yeah. now, so he already knows I'm creepy. It's uh, it's just getting him into the house. Right. House creepy is different than conference que- creepy. Yes. Are you going to the homebrewers conference? Much. <laughs> That's true. I, I, I'll be in Minneapolis. You can, I tell you Good. what, those... That, there, I mean, everywhere in the country, there are great home brewers. But yeah, but in Minnesota, mm-hmm. they are at least tied for first. Oh, you know, I gotta say, well, what is it? St. Paul has won the homebrew club of the year two years now, right? Right. Yeah, uh, and they're probably and, doing three. Yeah. And they might do it again this year. And I was just there for Northern Brewer Grand right. opening, and I I gotta agree with Stan. There's some good beer being made out there. Yeah, yeah I if, think if, that... if if you're gonna be there, you need to practice. Crawling back onto the plane because that will be the condition you're leaving in. I think he's right. Yeah, yeah. I might have to drive home just for that reason. They're not going to let me on the plane. 
All right, I'm looking forward to it. Good, so you're going to be there. Yes. All right, that's wonderful. Maybe maybe Stan will be signing his new book there. You never know. Ooh, right? maybe he'll sign our books. Yeah. yeah. I thought out. I saw your name on the speaker list there, Stan. Yes. Okay. Are you sp- Actually, I'll be talking about the plastic yeast. Oh, you know, that's right. How uh, the Belgian yeast and the Python yeast are similar and how they're different and how you uh, um, learn to live with them. Oh, great. Well, give us all a reading assignment, uh, which I guess would be your book, right? So, uh, Yeah. Well, I'll know what to do. So we Wait, we'll try prepared. and come up with some stuff that isn't in either book, oh, great. as a matter of fact. So. Good. And there will be uh, beer involved. Oh. Uh-oh. Another good thing. I might show up for that, Stan. It's not going to be one of those 8 o'clock in the morning talks, is it? I, I think it's like 2.30 in the afternoon. I, I hope so. So it'll be my first talk of the day. I did yeah. get my schedule, yeah. and they must have they must know me very well because I'm on at like three forty five in the afternoon. <laughs> That's still a bit early. Yeah. And I, Susan sent it to me. I have to. I'm going to thank you publicly right now, Susan, or whoever made that scheduling. You you know me well. If you had put me on that eight a.m. deal, I'd have, I'd have bailed out. You know this. What are you doing now? There, you talking? No, you're not talking. I have a talk. I you have, have a, talk. a whole talk. Yeah. Yes. Do you need a, a partner? <laughs> Yeah, as if it's not going to be attended uh, very poorly already. I yeah. need you to help me yeah. do that. I'll just stand. I'll be there for one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll just stand next to you. I'll stand next to you and just laugh. It's going to be <laughs> perfect. You it's know, what you do here. It's what I do here. Yeah, and fall asleep. Oh, what is your topic? Not to. We'll be right back, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hang in there, Stan. Uh, well, roughly, my how not to tank in whole industry oh, by yourself so far. <laughs> My topic is how to become the most important voice in beer. That's the <laughs> oh, right topic. Yeah. No, it's about using new technology in beer. It's it's about uh, uh, oh. using uh, uh, social media and new technology and embracing uh, access. It's it's a lot about access. Beer information it's about access. embracing access and how to use it to your advantage um, to to make your beer better, to make your homebrew club better. I'm going to focus a lot on homebrew clubs and how you can oh. and can really kind of enhance your club and. Cool. Uh, yeah, there you go. I just gave you my abstract. This is great because yeah. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to submit my abstract, and uh, you just helped me I write it. So you topic. haven't sent Susan that yet? Is that no. what you're saying? Susan hates me. <laughs> I, I believe we are past the deadline. Oh, oh yeah. See, again, they know me really well because Susan's been super nice. She keeps going. No, it's fine. Just send it, please. I think it's a, I think it's a form letter that she <laughs> sent out to everybody. Yeah. Uh, damn it, Stan. Thank you for calling me out on that too. Well, that's a, I've, I've done that. On the other hand, for the uh, at uh, Craft Brewers Conference, uh, we're doing the um, wit, uh, Belgian White and Wit beers, mm-hmm. and and I believe last week was the deadline for the uh, powerpoints. And I'll be happy if we get it done in another three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always easy because no. there's a it's a lot to cram into one talk, right? So yeah. it, it takes some time to get your head around it. That's my excuse. Yeah, I like how you know Stan's going. Yeah, it really is. You know, because I have to, to to tell the differences between these two yeasts and how they're similar and how they're different. How you deal with them, and and you're talking about like <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and Facebook. <laughs> yeah, mine's very complicated. Listen, yeah. I had to go to school for this sort of thing. You know, it's true. I do have a communications degree. That's true, and you do it well. I'm going to show everybody my diploma. <laughs> you should. That uh, should be the first slide. That's my yeah. slide. <laughs> yeah, that's the first slide. It's <laughs> my diploma. It's the only nobody slide. will believe it. Yeah, like, really. <laughs> All right. Uh, I did have a, qu- a a serious question for you, Stan. Also, come through th- uh, from the chat room. So, somebody wanted to know in German Hefeweizens the difference between that banana flavor and what we sometimes find is the bubble gum flavor. What causes that? Um, 
The banana flavor is, is a beer well done, and bubblegum is a beer not so well done. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you know, why does that happen? Um, it's, it's generally when you've let your fermentation temperature drift a little high. I see. So the higher it goes, the more we get that bubblegum bad, right. bad flavor. Yeah. See, I can. I, now, I didn't know that. I wonder what's after bubblegum if you really let it go. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, then it becomes just the harsher, higher alcohols. Okay. And, and then it begins, you start talking about phenolic. Oh. Then it becomes Band Aid. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, I can see. So it goes from banana to bubblegum to Band Aid. It gets bad quick. Real plastic. Yeah. Okay. Um, so here's another question that came through uh, Does a German Hefeweizen. Uh, can that be done with a single infusion, or does it have to be done with a step mash? I, I think it can. It it can be a, a single infusion. You're and particularly if if you're not in love with the clove quality, you're going to get closer to Beinstefan than uh, Schneider. Okay, I would prefer that. I'm not in love with the clove quality. Um, I prefer to a banana. Yeah. yeah. You you prefer it over banana. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And another question, kind of a follow-up to that. Um, if you are doing a step mash, can you still maintain the body that you would get from a single infusion? Uh, it, uh, with Because the mulch you're getting now are better modified, which is good. Yeah. Um, so if you're going to do that ferulic, Acid rest, which is about 112 to 115, and, and it, it generally you'll see me saying 43 to 45C because you hang out with the German brewers mm-hmm. and you think in those terms, so they become 45, 50. Okay. Um, then you're going to go faster through the next rest, which is 50, which is like 122. So you, you, you've got to realize that you're, you're going to start to lose some head retention so you wouldn't do that. The you really got to shorten your protein rest. So think about ferulic acid rest and protein rest together. Okay. So once you do that first one, then you got to speed through. The, the otherwise you are going to lose some body. Okay. All right. And another question back to uh, torrified wheat. Uh, okay. Bad coffee in the chat room wants to know: Can you substitute torrified wheat uh, for flaked wheat? Can they be used Flake for the same purpose? Flake wheat and purpose? torrified wheat are pretty much the same thing. They are okay. Um, you know, they're they're both um, they're what you uh, they're pre gelatinized flakes, basically. And so by by doing that, that that's why they can work in place of raw wheat. Okay. All right. And then another topic that we wanted to talk to you about, and uh, this comes up even, uh, again, right in the foreword of your book, is, is how about spices used in these beers? Um, well, if uh, for, for the people who have heard me talk about Belgian beers and, and reading the book, I'm not the world's biggest spice fan. Okay. And I'm also um, somewhat sensitive to coriander. Hmm. Uh, to me, coriander comes off as celery really fast. And other people will say it comes across to them as ham. Yeah. That said, ham. The, these are essential if you want to make a Belgian white beer, right? Um, and and probably and it's, but it's easier to overdo um, the coriander. 
So, you know, orange peel sits there, and coriander is going to give you a lot. You know, pe- people taste it and they think orange peel, and, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting the citrus character. A lot of citrus character comes from the coriander. Hmm. When it goes over the top, it becomes a cilantro really fast. Okay. Celery. Yeah. Um, so Which makes not sense, I guess. too much coriander. That said, you know, the... Um, uh, the the recipe, uh, the you know, e- each part of the book, I'm not trying to sell the book here, um, <laughs> but, we, you know, we talk about um, Belgian white, and then there's a chapter where you get a recipe for a Belgian white beer, and the brewer talks about why he did it that way. And the Hefeweizen, same thing. Right. In the case, then we get to the funky beers, we actually have four recipes for strange beers. Um, so, um, uh, Jean-Francois from... Uh, Seal provided the recipe for the white beer. He loves coriander. Okay. And in a way, I, I, putting this in is probably perverse. <laughs> because, <laughs> I, I, but I really like his beers. Even though he likes coriander and I don't, he's, he's able to make those beers with a good chunk of coriander, and I appreciate him. And it, and it shows you how, how you handle your spices makes an immense difference. Hmm. Um, then, in the book, it just in passing... Uh, it would seem, although we, we talk about the mashing, so you've got the, um, uh, from Boulevard, you've got the unfiltered wheat, and then the way they mash the Zahn, which is their wit beer, is almost exactly the same. So if you can go through the book, you'll see the mashing for Zahn, everything in the recipe for Zahn, we don't talk about the spice there. If you go to the end, then Stephen actually talks about the spicing of his beer, and they've dropped back the coriander. But but. He, you can look a book and it, it has specifically how much coriander you would want to use um, per gallon, right. and you can convert it. And my favorite thing, which is this, is in in the book. So Zahn uh, in September won the gold medal at the Great American Beer Festival. When they wanted to enter their beer, uh, they went into the brewery, and it's a seasonal beer. They had no beer, so they went <laughs> onto the shelves of Kansas City, mm. bought beer. And entered that in GABF. Uh, interesting. So that was off the shelf. Right. You know, some people will come in GABF, you know, we baby this beer, it's a special recipe, yeah, da, 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 like that. And that's why it won the recipe. They went to the shelf, bought the beer, won, won the gold medal. Wow. Hey, that's a testament to a yeah. well-packaged beer, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know? I've heard of a few breweries doing that, actually. Really? <laughs> the last couple of years, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. So... Now, is it just the amount of spices, though, Stan, or is it where in, in, in the process, you know, maybe what time in the boil you put these things in or, or, or whether you do it after the boil? Um, are but, there- uh, generally, you're going to you want to add them at knockout uh, to keep the quality. But, but we've got, um, you know, you've got Whitterkirk. I'm terrible at pronouncing that, which, which is the Bobbick Brewery in Belgium. Yeah. They, they add them at the beginning and add more because they're worried about it contaminating. Um, and then, then the other factor is how fresh your spices are, and certainly in the course of coriander, what the source of your spices are. You know, Randy Mosher loves uh, the spices from the um, Indian restaurants, mm-hmm. and, and we've got, you know, which you can get anywhere. I mean, we're in Albuquerque, New Mexico, <laughs> and I can get these great <laughs> rugby coriander's. Right. And... It's, and you know, and it's like a pound is maybe ninety nine cents. Yeah. 
Wow. So, yeah. it, you know, it's enough. I can make wit beer for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Since you're not a big fan you of know, Or a 15-month yeah. trip, for example. And, right. and they're, they're, you know, they're big, and but it, you've got to use less of those ones because they are really pungent. Okay. So it, it's sort of a matter of getting to know, just like it's getting to know your yeast or whatever, getting to know your spices. Okay. And is there any, should you treat like bitter orange peel as a late hop addition or something? Is that? A, a late, late hop addition. Okay. So what does that like, mean? Like as in a, a, like one a minute? Knockout. A knockout, yeah. Okay. And it's not going to add much bittering. Just flavor. Yeah, you're not really, you know, there's um, a, a lot of people are using a combination of both sweet and bitter. But mm. yeah, you're not looking for adding, adding the, the bittering, I think, from that. Mm. Okay. All right, and one more topic that I want to cram in here before we let you go, because uh, I think we can cover it quickly, and especially because this is a wheat style that I do really enjoy. Um, it's the Dunkel style. So how do we get color in these sort of Dunkel beers that, that are using wheat, um, but have, you know, a lot of them can be really a dark amber. Um, does that come from a specific kind of wheat? Well, your two choices are, first of all, you can just use a, a dark malt. It doesn't need to be wheat because most wheat beers are still, you know, 50, 60, or at the top end, 70% wheat. You can also buy the dark dark wheat, um, like Wireman does a dunkel wheat. Okay. You know, is it really necessary to have the dunkel wheat? Uh, probably not. So I, I think in terms of a dunkel, you know, that nice round quality, um, then it, it's fine to use um, colored malt with that. But to to really get that character, just like to get a really good dunkel, then you are talking decoction. Ah, okay. So you're kind of mm. doing a bit of burning to... Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. What about this? Uh, you know, I'm looking back at uh, Todd Ashman's uh, wheat wine recipe, and he uses red wheat malt. What is red wheat malt? Uh, well, it's, I mean, it's red wheat, that's what you get in um, uh, a lot of red wheat in Kansas. Um a lot of places, red wheat, that's what uh, Dan Carey uses in his beers. Okay. It's, it's just wheat. It's, it's, it's red. <laughs> oh, so so does, it add, does it add this kind of uh, a red color also? Or? Uh, not necessarily. No. no. Okay. All right. That's kind of what I was curious about. All right. Well, listen, I got to suggest that you guys get this this book, uh, yes. not just because I like Stan, but because it's a it's a really fascinating read. It's more than about wheat too. It's it a is. Of, it's a lot of information about beer. Yeah, and between the history um, uh, that they're talking about, where the style comes from, and and where the wheat comes from. You know, if you listen back a couple of weeks ago to Brian Hunt and talking about how much your region played a part in your beer, wheat is really a, a fine example of that. Because there is, you know, there's, there's one, and, and Stan talks about this, where there's one school of thought that talks about, you know, wheat is used because of its qualities, right? Because of what it added to beer. And there's another school of thought that says, well, it was used because that's what was growing around the Netherlands and, right. and, and what we know as Belgium now. Um, so it's just, it's really a fascinating story about beer, not just about using wheat in your beer. And all along the way, you get a bunch of recipes. How many recipes would you say are in this book, Stan? Well, there's, you know, there are two parts, which 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 is also in, in Brew Like a Month. There's a lot of, um, it's got all the ingredients there. It's not a specific recipe. Uh, and then recipe-wise, there's uh, about a dozen. Uh, but you add the others in, and it's more like about 
three dozen. Right. But you can figure a lot of that stuff out, even if you don't have the uh, percentages. I'm sure you can at least get something close, which is kind of all that really a lot of homebrewers want. They just want you to get them close, and then they kind of like to figure it out the rest of the way, I, I, I found. But it, what, what I really enjoyed and, and only came across by pure chances when I started on Brew Like a Monk, which, again, Ray Daniels called me up and said, you want to write this book? Somehow thinking I was could do it. <laughs> um, that when you go talk to brewers, you know, they may hold the percentages of the recipe somewhat secret. Yeah. But man, they'll tell you everything about process. <laughs> and to me, it, it always comes down to process. Right. Well, yeah. like JP said, if you can kind of figure out, especially if you kind of compare a few recipes, what you want your recipe to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listening to these guys talk about their process and every bit of it, that's really the, the nuts and bolts that you really want to get to. Yeah. So, it's another good read from you, Stan. I appreciate you putting this book out. And, uh, of course, spending the time with us, too. Yeah. It's so, a, I'll see you in Minneapolis. Yeah, that's Definitely. exactly where you'll, you'll so see you, Are you going to be in Chicago for CBC? You know, it's, it's up in the air. I don't think so. I think I'm going to miss it this year. And I'll tell you why, because it's not, you know, it's not my, my audience. Uh, I go to the craft... I've been every year since we started, because I get to meet a lot of you guys. I get to meet a lot of industry people and, and craft brewers. And that's been great for the show. But I don't get a lot of content for the listeners out of it. So I think I'm cutting it out of the budget this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to skip it. Because I think it's back in San Diego or something a year from... No, it's in San Francisco next year. Yeah, it's San Francisco next year. Which Oh, really? Yeah. It, it, so they're centered in Chicago this time so people can just start to get adjusted to how expensive it is. <laughs> and then it's going to San Francisco and just right. blow the top off of everything. Yeah, it's, a, it's you know what? That's pretty smart, actually. <laughs> So I think I might skip it. I won't see you there. I'll, I'll see you in San Francisco, but uh, I definitely will all be out in Minneapolis. Okay. Well, so. like I said, just bring your deco- detox medicine with you. Yeah, you, I, think, I think you're right. Well, and we're going to have our anniversary party out there, too, Stan. So oh, in Minneapolis? We are. We're going to do it the Wednesday right before. So if you're coming in... You know, uh, I'm, I'm coming in Wednesday morning. You are. You're so, invited. Yes. Oh, man. But, but I am planning on judging on Thursday. So well, I, I we'll take it easy. On All the other judges will be there, too. Well, just, I need to be in bed by 5 a.m. <laughs> well, that's fine. We'll that's have you done. in... JP will drop you off personally at 4.30. Yeah. No, okay. Just tell me what story you want me to read you first. <laughs> and uh, yeah. we're good. So that he can prepare. Yeah. Uh, Bevo, is there any questions here I'm missing? Uh, um I'd want to make sure that the listeners uh, get to use and abuse you here, Stan. Um, okay. I think the one question here is, does the book have a uh, du sel recipe? Oh, I... uh, well, actually, yeah, it, that's the recipe for white that he created for the book. Oh, it is? Belgian white. So it's in there? Yes. All right. Oh, even better. All right, Stan, we'll let you go. I know it's getting late there, and uh, we'll see you in Minneapolis. Thanks again. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right, brother. Bye, Cheers. Stan. There you go. Stan Hieronymus, everybody. Great guest. Uh, love to have him in the studio sometime. I think he'd be a, a lot of fun to, to hang out with. He's a nice guy. Very nice guy. Great writer. What a cool trip, man. 15 yeah, months. Yeah, how do you swing that? Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. You really got to love your family, though. <laughs> That's I mean, true. Like, I couldn't do it. I'd be jumping out the window somewhere around the 80. Yeah. I, I, well, those know. are the only people you could do that with. <laughs> your family. <laughs> no. That's, yeah, yeah. Not even. What? No. Yeah, but your family's a bunch of shitheads. My family stinks. <laughs> yeah, well, Most of them. That. Some of them. Most of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even friends wouldn't be friends after the first three months. It is a long It'd time. It's hard, man. 
And for the and for the eleven year old too, like the homeschool, the whole thing, like she's with mom and dad the whole time. They better be cool parents, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To uh, hang out that long, otherwise, I mean, Sam, you know, he grew up with his parents constantly homeschool. Yeah. Okay, that turned out. They went out to movies together, bowl every Friday night. It was with his parents, like all that stuff. And he look it's at like he, it's like you're dating your parents at some point. <laughs> they took awful. a tour of the Caldecott Tunnel as a field trip. <laughs> the cut. <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, the Caldecott Tunnel is just a commuter tunnel. It's a stupid yeah. hole through a mountain. It's a two-lane road man. that we that we use to get to work if we have to if we if we come from the burbs out here to get to uh, to the to the San Francisco yeah. Oakland area. It has tiles. So that's like a one-minute tour, right? To go in one end, you come yeah. Out what the, the hell was the yeah. tour? You can go up in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's offices and stuff up there. Offices. Yeah. Really. For what? Uh, to pull the lever, I guess, to change the direction. <laughs> I uh, pull see. the lever. <laughs> uh, somebody <laughs> makes a command decision. Yeah, this yeah. is the Let's lever. Let's change the direction. That's yeah. the tunnel. Go home, kid. Yeah, there's three tunnels. Two are always going well, one way. Well, I have Sam on to report on this, I think. Yeah, I want to know what the hell is oh, on it the Caldecott Tunnel Tour. How old is he then, Beef? 18? <laughs> two, two weeks ago. <laughs> no, he graduated when he was 16, so... <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, when your, mom's, when your mom's putting A's down on everything, it's easy. Perfect Shut attendance. Up, yeah. All right, you can find Brewing with Wheat right now over at morebeer.com, our sponsor for today's show. Uh, is it not on the website yet? Uh, we haven't gotten it yet. They don't even ship until um, it should be in around the 5th of ah, next month. So all right. I just got this advanced copy on you Friday advanced saying, copy. would you guys like to buy it? And I say, yes, please. Okay. Well, keep an eye out then on morebeer.com where you yes. will find Brewing with Wheat, the new book by Stan Aronimus, and you'll also find his other books over at morebeer.com. Yes, sir. Uh, Brew Like a Monk. Um, what else did he do? I think I only own Brew Like know. a Monk from him, but he said it's over 10 books that this man's been involved he, with. In was it. he involved with Wild Brews? <clears throat> Did he do anything with that? I think he, no, it was no, either that spare. one or, because uh, I own uh, all of this. I own Wild Brews, Brew Like a Monk. Now I own Brewing with Wheat. Gotta love this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. I do like his dedication, though, to the memory of Michael Jackson, because all books that would broaden what we know about beer should be so dedicated until further notice. And it's a pretty good dedication. I like that. It's pretty mm-hmm. good, man. Yeah. Sometimes I read that and I, I plug in my name instead of Michael Jackson's, and I dream about that. But to the memory of Michael Jackson, because Justin Crosley <laughs> would be, what? Yeah. You got it. You're good at that, JP. <laughs> I'm good at things. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, It's our last break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Drew Beecham. Oh, good. About why he's running for the AHA. (laughs) We've got a little bit of feedback to do. We've got Chats announcements to do. We've got uh, Drunk of the Week to give away, even though it's early. I'm sure some of you have been uh, partaking in the sauce tonight. If I know you guys. (laughs) And I do. Yeah. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back wrapping things up. And uh, don't forget, we're doing a raffle this That's week right. too. So you're gonna get to if you were if you had joined the BN Army, you might win some shit this week. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. 
announcing the beer, beer, and more beer deal of the day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The, the more beer, beer deal, deal of the day. day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Holler Tower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate chip and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a brewing network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Shit. D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D-Y-D
Walk in line, heal the toe, tip my head back and I touch my nose. Walk in line, heal the toe, break it more and go, do, go. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a horse beer. Horse beer. The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. I got to give a little plug to my boys at uh, Drake's because I've pretty much been living on their beer for the last two weeks. Oh, yeah. It's been uh, both food and drink for me. It's mm. frink. Well, Chad walked out of, uh, you know, after after the Winterfest, there was not much beer left. But, uh, we actually did a, we did a run to Drake's because yeah. they supplied like the extra beer when we, we were a, running out of beer. We did a B-E-E-R-U-N. And so, but we we did end up having uh, a, a little bit of beer left over. <laughs> Thank you. And Chad just Chad grabbed a good half barrel, yeah, of uh, Drake's Amber, yep. and uh, been living on that. That's really nice. Plus, the last time they were here, I think they brought over some fifteen hundred. That's a good beer, which is a really good pale ale. Oh yeah, the Drake's fifteen hundred. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's Rogers. They recipe. gave us a recipe is when they're on the show. Yeah, it's a nice beer. It's just a good West Coast, and it, and for me, it's good because it's more on the hop aroma side than it is the hop bitterness side, mm. so it's just a real yeah. kind of danky pale ale. They've got that down for sure. Yeah. yeah. All their IPAs, double IPAs, oh man, they're awesome. Yeah. On yeah, the flavor I, side. I think that is. Four years ago, maybe, I think Roger came up with that. What is it? Because their 1500th batch. Yeah. Oh, right. So that was kind of their beer for that. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's all. Just a little personal plug, and thanks yeah, well, for uh, deserve it. keeping me alive on beer for the last couple of weeks here. That's that's what's been on tap. And Chad should be thanking them, too, because it means I haven't been drinking his uh, homebrew. It's <laughs> Thank been, you, Drakes. It's been getting to stick yeah. around a little bit. I know he's got a nice Hellas out back that I haven't touched because uh, the Amber's out Oh, it's out gone. There. No, it's gone. Who the hell drank all that? <laughs> Yeah, well, just because you're not doing it, it's on his hide list. Oh, his Chad hide does list. that. He brings out he he'll bring it out for a little while. Yeah, and then he'll he'll go. No, it blew last night. 
Oh. And then what'll happen is like Jamil or somebody come over and all of a sudden they're drinking Chad's Hellas. <laughs> and I'll go, what the fuck? I thought, he's like, oh, there was a little, I, <sighs> I, I had a little bit. Yeah. The Jay-Z yeah. The line was clogged. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, if yeah, Jamil wants said, a beer. He's like, oh, I thought it blew. Yeah, the really line is. was clogged. That's it. and I'm stupid. I'm like, oh, okay. I believe it every time, right. even though he filters his beer. Guess what happens? <laughs> I was out of CO2. Yeah, yeah. ran out of gas. Yeah, I do every time. I I, I, I go, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so retarded. What else you got? <laughs> yeah, this water is beer. Yeah, right. No, really. All right, couple things to get to, and then we're going to talk to Drew Beecham, who's uh, running again. Running again. Rerunning. <laughs> I don't think that's. No. I don't think that's how it goes. <laughs> All right, let's see. We could probably do feedback first, especially because it's real short. Oh my god! You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, feedback's brought to you today by Williams Brewing. You can go to WilliamsBrewing.com, and uh, they are a great online resource for everything you need homebrew. All right. I didn't have a lot this week. I got a lot of a lot of props this week, a lot of praise. So I just deleted a bunch of emails. You know, a lot of people saying nice things about us. So just so you guys know, uh, n- nice things Glad said uh, about you. Uh, but a couple of good things happened. Ernie sent me a message, and Ernie, Ernie. says, um, BN, it's titled, BN Listener Gets Gold in German Pills. Justin, you know talent hack. I just entered my first competition in the War of the Wurts, oh. which I guess is the second largest beer competition on the East Coast. Sounds like an STD competition. And I took... Uh, it does sound like that. <laughs> the Schumann would win that. Uh, he took uh, first place in German pills. Yeah. yeah, that's right. He says, I'm sure I owe this honor to you guys. I was floored. So just a note to say that I heard um, at least another half dozen BNs mentioned at the club. So thanks for all you do, and cheers. Yeah, I have those results in front of me, actually. Ryan Maple put down the Brewing Network, Network as his club. He won with an oatmeal stout to yeah. gold. Ah, uh, right. Blake Morris also took a gold in English Imperial IPA. Nice. Wow. Wow. Uh, put down Brewing Network. Uh, let's see. And Blake also had a silver, or second place, for a smoke porter. Nice. That's good. And if I'm missing any... Uh, I'm sorry. It was just those three. Yeah. Wow. You know what? Where's that? East Coast? East Coast. Pennsylvania. This is put on by the Keystone Hops Homebrew Club. We're owning Pennsylvania right now. They should uh, put the Brewing Network as the assistant brewmaster. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it's no longer good enough that we're your club. (laughs) Yeah. JP now wants you to put us down as the assistant (laughs) brewer. Oh, I see. (laughs) Well, well, just the ones who go, you know, I owe it all to to, to the show. Hey, and Tasty, how impressed were you with the, the results? Oh, yeah, this actually took place yesterday, and we're looking at the results today online. That is a great competition. Yeah. Those guys know what they're doing. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay. That's a great sign that you know what you're doing when you got the results. When you got that many. Oh, that's true. When you get the results the, the next day, Some I see what you're saying. Some can't seem to get that right for weeks. I, I don't see know what, what you're Or months, for that matter. They have an award ceremony, and somehow those there seem to know. Right. But yeah. somebody forgets the sheet or something. I don't yeah, know. it's like waiting for the Sunday show to appear in iTunes. It's like it, waiting for your <laughs> right. BJCP test scores. Yeah. Takes a long, long time. Did you... Are you... Yes. You got them? No. I got my number, but I haven't got my results. I took it October 3rd. So are you now BJCP certified or not? Yes, I am. I oh, just, you are? I don't have a rank. You're an apprentice or something. I'm What's it called? Recognized, You're I recognized. Guess, until I get a rank. Which know. you have to do a bunch of judging till you get a rank or something? No. How they do you get a rank? Have, they just have to... Sc- you can... Okay, at, 
you take the test and you can put your name on there and then throw up on the paper and hand it in and you're yeah. you're a judge technically right. if you get 60 points or under you oh. get one point and be a judge oh um well, and then you're you, a long you're, time ago if I knew that. But you're ranked as an apprentice. And then to move up in rank, you have to take it again and do a bunch of crap. I don't even know my starting rank yet. I they see. just haven't gotten around to it. I can't believe it. It's, like, it's probably uh, somewhere between douche and lonely. <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the intersection of douche and lonely, <laughs> you'll <laughs> find chart. judge number G129. <laughs> Get on the left side of douchiness. Yeah. Get yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. It's an XY graph. There's, yeah, I was going to say, there's an axis there somewhere. <laughs> there is a, yeah. I don't know, but come on. Five months? Seriously? It's a test. <laughs> it's a test. All right. Well, yeah. All right, it's uh, not that, mine. It's it's not my complaint. It's feedback. So You took it five months ago? I took it October 3rd or September, late September, early October. I see. It's a subjective test, uh, and it has to be graded. So there's, you know, that's the problem. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, you're right. Not enough graders. And fortunately, it. there's a lot of test takers. That's great. Need more judges. There you go. Well, I would be much more. Oh, never mind. We'd be glad to have you. I say we. I'm not a judge. How That's come true. you're not a Us. judge yet, uh, Chad? You got nothing else to do. Yeah, I am. Oh, see, just like you said, JB, he threw up see? on the paper. And there you go. Himself <laughs> a judge. He got the one point. Yeah, but it it, it somehow it kind of diminishes your excitement level if you have to wait six seven months. Yeah. Yes. Then it's like oh, I really yes. want to do it, and then yeah. it kind of. It's an effort. Out. To, it's an effort to do it, and then it's an effort to wait. Both. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, like now I don't even give a shit half the time. Yeah. yeah. The problem I have with it is that the test is always at like eight in the morning. Why can't they have an afternoon test for drinkers? They, yeah. They yeah. yeah. I mean, nine. I don't understand. Who are they dealing with? Yeah. Here? <laughs> it's just eight a.m. And you had to drive to Sacramento to be at an eight a.m. test. Uh, to to retake the tasting portion. Uh, yeah. Right. But uh, let's proctor one. We can have it at four o'clock on the patio. That's, eight o'clock at night. See? There you go. I could show up for that. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's my feedback. Okay. <laughs> Last bit of feedback here. by JP. Rich from Virginia wrote in, uh, says, thanks for all you guys do. Uh, for us homebrewers, I'm a Monday morning listener living on the East Coast. Uh, up yours, Doc, he says. It's hard for me to stay up and drink and listen to the show. I'm slowly getting my fiancé into listening to the podcast, he says. Uh-huh. She's got a good sense of humor, so she does appreciate the tomfoolery that goes on. <laughs> I don't use that word. Who's Tom? I just want to say. Um, but what makes her laugh is a good old-fashioned burp. So I was brewing the other day. That is funny. He says, and listening to an archive, and she heard one of you guys belch, and she laughed like a little kid. Maybe if each one of you would burp a little more during the show, she would actually enjoy it a little more. I think it's worth a shot. I do have to say this is the first time. This is why I put this feedback in here. Right. It's the first time I've ever been told that the burping that we do is a good thing. It's yeah. great. Because it's been a criticism since the beginning. I can't believe uh, yeah. that you guys belch into the microphone. The language but it's the real. Yeah. yeah. We keep it real. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Raw. Raw. <laughs> I can't believe... And I have to hear you. I love the show. I love everything. Except then you have to belch into the microphone. That's a good Jay Leno voice you get. That's what happens all the time. So I'm happy to receive the first um, belch positive (laughs) feedback. (laughs) Honey, I'm uh, belch positive. Guy Spear wants you to know, JP, that it took six months to get his first test results. And he heard it's even longer now. Yeah, it took Nate and Nicole seven to eight months. A panel of test judges are all volunteers, and ha- they have to agree on the results. So it takes time. Well, you know what? One, I want half an Quit hour bitching. show, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how to revamp the BJCP to make it faster and. What's better. the difference? It doesn't matter. It matters to me. Let's get Gordon on the line because I care enough about the industry to care about things. What does it change for you though? It doesn't <laughs> change whether you get the results now or or, or yesterday. It doesn't change it's anything. It's different if you haven't put the time in to take the test. It's different. <laughs> I see. It's, it's a lot of work. Like Tasty said, it's a lot of work. You're a crybaby. <laughs> I am. That's what the problem is here. It's one of the problems, yeah. <laughs> yeah but I admit other, it. And Some the other people problem can't is admit that they it. take too long. I admit it. That's true. Yeah, thank you. Are you uh, done yet? Because this is taking too long. Yeah, all right. One more Back thing. He says, uh, the session of the Jamil Show, uh, I entered, because of the session and the Jamil Show, I entered my first comp in August of 2009 and took third in the light hybrid category oh, nice. with that's, my American Wheat Ale. That's a hard category. First time. Huh? And my second competition in December, I took second place in light hybrids with a blonde ale. Wow. Couldn't have done it without your help, so thank you. Um, well, next one, you better get gold, man. Thank you all very much. Yes, even you, JP. Rich from Virginia, shove it, duck. Shove it. He wow. said, "Shove it." That's a new one. Apparently, he doesn't like the bad language because he used <laughs> he used both tomfoolery and shove it in the <laughs> same in the same feedback. All right, and that's your feedback for today. It's brought to you by Williams Brewing. You can go to WilliamsBrewing.com. All right, Chad, what do you got? All right. Well, the Indian Peaks Ailers Homebrew Club is putting on a competition in Colorado, and the they are accepting entries between March 8th and 19th, and the comp will be on the 27th. Um, check them out. Go to Peak Indian Peaks Ailers Homebrew Club. Uh, Google it, and you got all the info there. Uh, also, the BAM World Cup of Beer comp is coming up, and the entry window is open. Uh, deadline is March 13th, so make sure you get all your beers in. That means I can get my beers in now nice. before you drink them all. The window's <laughs> open. The ones that are gone, you're going to be able to enter them. <laughs> but this is a really big event. Um, April 3rd, one of the biggest comps on the West Coast, and they do a really good job and uh, a lot of good judges, so make sure you get your beers in there. Um Puget Sound Pro-Am is going on April 20th. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, April 24th. The deadline is April 20th. Uh, you can go to bewbc.org and check out all the info on that. Uh, I believe it's all styles. Uh, AHA Rally coming up next weekend at St. Arnold Brewing Company. Make sure you go out and support the AHA. Uh, St. Arnold is a great place from what I hear. And great beer. And, uh, you know, yeah. So check them out. That should, yeah, you should go. Um, and if you're not sick of beer weeks, like we are here, San Francisco Beer Week just ended, but Sacramento Beer Week oh. is starting up tomorrow. They're having their opening night. Uh, a lot of events, over 100 events going on. Tons of beer, tons of homebrewers around. So uh, if you get the chance and you're in the Sacramento area, go out and check that one out. I am fully sick of Beer Week. <laughs> I am too. You have no idea how happy I was this week that there was not a single beer event to go to. Except I'm your sick of Beer yeah. Week, and I think I'm sick because of Beer Week. Yeah, mm. could be. So That being said, I think I'm going to go to an event or two at Sacramento Beer Week. We were invited to go up there, and there are a couple of good ones. I think there's a there might be an Odonata beer dinner mm-hmm. that sounds amazing to me because yeah. it's Odonata, and that's good beer. I, I want to check out uh, Two River Cider Company. They're putting on a couple events, and i got to tell you, I haven't been a big cider fan. But we had their ciders at our festival, and they were amazing. So I'd really like to go to a couple of their events and check it out. I think they have an open house. Oh. Uh, I forget which day it is, but uh, you can go check out what they do. And uh, good opportunity to try some really kick-ass ciders. Two yeah. Rivers is like pretty much the only American cider company that I will drink. Yeah, it's really? good cider. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's really good. Vince is a great guy, too. 
Yeah. That's all I got. All right. Shats announcements are brought to you today by White Labs Yeast Company. You can join their customer club by going to whitelabs.com and you get uh, special rewards and things and stuff. White Labs Yeast. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, okay. Okay. Do you have some news? Some more news? I do have some news. Beav, you don't have my call yet, do you? Yeah. Give me my call, please. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got sent some beer news this week that I found pretty interesting. A couple of things. First of all, so you, so Tasty and Shet, you guys went to this. Uh, Ooh, that's oh, for you, Rich. Good. There you go. Tasty and Shet, you went to this uh, uh, Bay Area Mashers, yeah. one homebrew club of the year. Well deserved it, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. great club. Yeah, great guys. And they got a party thrown for them at Anchor. As Anchor does every year for the winner of that. Whoever race. the Homebrew Club of the Year is, right? right? And, well, is this, this is a West Coast thing, right? It's, a, or a it's Bay, California. It's California, California. Homebrew right. Club of the Year. Yeah. All right. So, and then you go to this party. You guys went to the party that they threw at Anchor, right? right. Great party. They asked us to come. So I got an email today uh, from, it came from Anchor. Jamil actually forwarded it to me, but it came from Anchor. And so some douche... At this party, stole a picture off the wall at Anchor. Right. And here's the thing: if you've never been to Anchor before, it's a it's a they're big on history, yeah. and they're a big part, obviously, of craft brewing history. It's like half museum, right. half brewery. Yeah. Right. And they take a lot of pride in the state of their brewery. It's 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 a beautiful, it's amazing facility. Yeah. Uh, the the brewery is just gorgeous. It's a, great, and it's a great tour and a great place. Apparently, a lot of the old brewing photos on the wall. Are actually they, they they're not anchors. They belong to Fritz. It's Fritz Maytag, the owner. He it's his collection. A lot of it. Wow. So I guess sometime after the party, they found an empty frame. Oh. I don't know if it was still on the wall or laying on the ground or what the deal was, but a an old brewing photo had been taken from the party. Now. I, of course, am not saying that Bam did this. No. There were other people at the party. Um, and, and, and I think that, that homebrewers, if anybody's going to be respectful, it's, it's yeah, homebrewers. It's, yeah, like everybody else has to be on a tour there. They let, for this party, people roam around, go into the hop room, go into the, you know, right. pretty much run of the place because we know the code, right? Yeah. Well, some... Asshole. Tasty, you took the photo, didn't you? No, it wasn't you me. You son of a bitch. I was going to say, I thought I saw Chad at the asshole. frame store. I could have asked but... for the photo for you. I could have yeah, asked. Yeah, really. I replicated that. <laughs> Some asshole uh, obviously doesn't know the code, so yeah, he screwed it up. So I will say this, though. Uh, so Chad was nice enough to... Uh, he brought me back a poster from, from yeah, they were giving yeah. Some away. they were giving out posters, right? And it's laying on my desk here in, oh, in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm starting to read this email, like just yeah. the beginning of it, and I'm like, uh, oh, oh shit! <laughs> Maybe Chad thought I it. have the photo. I've got the thing. And it wasn't until I read further that I discovered it was an old photograph and not a poster. But I yeah. thought I'm just I'm looking at this anchor poster laying on my desk. It's I, all rolled I, up. I don't know where it came from. Yeah. And I'm and I'm reading the beginning of this email that something got stolen, and I'm going great. Fucking Chad gets all drunk. He goes to the thing. He steals me a anchor thing, uh, which I, of course I was proud of him for a second. Oh, well, uh, yeah. you know, not the case, no. not the case. But an actual photograph was taken, and so I, I just I bring it up for one because it's amusing to talk about. But it's I also bring it up because you, whoever steal whoever gets invited to anchor, it's a and then and then steals. Even if you show up at this place on the tour, 
they give you like all the beer you want. You can have pretzels. They give you enough to like cleanse your palate in there's between. Nothing to take. There's they're, nothing to steal. They're just so hospitable, right? Like yeah. it's a very, it's a really nice hospitable place to go. So I just can't help but think, who is going to do this? Who who needs to picture so badly? So, Anchor kind of sent out this email saying, "Listen, we understand. You probably were having a real good time. You were caught up in the moment." And you thought it was a funny idea or a great idea to take the photograph at the time. And really, we just want the photograph back. Uh, it, it, brought, it belongs to Fritz. It's out of his personal collection. We just want it back. We don't right. care. Just bring the photo back. So I thought I would bring it up on the air and just maybe reiterate that, that, okay, we've all done stupid things before. If you're listening to this program and you have the photograph... Just bring the photo back because you kind of ruin it for all of us. Oh, yeah. I mean, every year this place throws this party. And by the way, it's their dime. I mean, don't think that this stuff is free. None of these parties that we get invited to and that are complimentary or just because some brewery is nice enough to give you their beer instead of make you pay for it. Don't think for a second that it doesn't cost them money. So you kind of ruin it for all of us if Anchor comes back next year and says... Well, we're no longer going to have the West Coast, the California Homebrew Club of the Year at our place, right? Because when we do, you shit guys, miss, you guys, miss. fuck shit up. Yeah. So, you know, I just thought I'd put it out there. Just bring the photo back. Yeah, that's bullshit. It looks a lot better on their wall than like some random photo on yours. Anyway, it'll probably be thumbtacked to the garage door of some asshole's, you know, home brewery or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Right. But I mean, we're talking about stuff like Janis Joplin and her band, you know, in the brewery pictures like that, black and white wow. pictures. Yeah, I mean, come on, some it's real, just ridiculous, some yeah. real history. Like, it's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, they have a lot yeah. of really cool stuff. So that's just that's ridiculous. So come on, I bring agree. Uh, just like so, I said, yeah, if you it's, saw it's, anything, it's, I mean, just... it really kind of ruins it for all of us too. Like I said, I mean, that's kind of the point here too. Is it's not just that it's theft, which is bad enough as it is, but it's kind of theft off of hospitality, and yeah. and we would all like to enjoy that hospitality someday. God forbid, Doe's does something <laughs> one of these years and wins Homebrew Club of the Year, <laughs> yeah. Tasty. Can't seem to do anything. And, uh, you know, gets invited down there or, or doesn't now because some douche wants to take the photo. This kind of happens to us sometimes, too. I can't say that anything's ever been stolen, you know, but, you know, people just, when you throw a party, when you, when you become the place that is that hospitable, and the BN can do that where we throw these parties, you know, people do tend to have a little too much. And sometimes they take advantage. Yeah. Say good. you're on a bus <laughs> or something, and you, you get might. caught up in the moment. It happens. It totally does. Right. Or other things. I wasn't specifically oh, referring well, to. Well, no, some no. things that our winter, our winter beer fest happens. Yeah, like oh. the guy at the winter fest who goes around pissing on every door yeah. in the building, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, that's just class. <laughs> I mean, that had to be done. All right. So I just wanted to put that out there. And Well, you did. Just bring the goddamn yeah. photo back. Yeah, that's all they want. It'll fix your karma up because you've got a lot of bad karma right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, your you're not going to find a close parking spot at the Safeway for a long <laughs> yeah, time, right. Mister. Oh, your beer's contaminating. <laughs> yeah, your wife's cheating on you. Oh, with JP. Oh, nobody <laughs> Sorry, needs. I'm that. just trying to make it as bad as no. I can make it sound. You're no. getting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're getting there. That's for sure. JP knocks her up. Oh. oh. JP wants to keep it. Oh. <laughs> 
under my bed. It keeps getting worse. <laughs> getting worse, like, right? This needs to stop right now. <laughs> All right, on that note. Christ is crying. I've somewhere. got other news, but I'll come back to it. Drew Beecham's on the line with us. Drew. Hey, Drew. Good karma. Hey, guys. How are you, brother? I'm doing wonderful. And uh, just before I get started about anything else, I want to say to the douchebag who uh, who took Fritz's photo. Yeah. May all your beer be Bud Light from now on. There you yes. go. Not even Bud Light no. Golden Wheat. <laughs> just, regular stuff. just regular. Not even yeah. Bud Light Lime. <laughs> yeah. No. Chilada. Just yeah. Just regular old Bud Light. I like that curse, Drew. It's a good one. Hey, got to go with what with what flows. All right, so Drew Beecham is uh, running for the AHA Governing Committee, and uh, earlier in the program we heard from Michael Fairbrother, and uh, right now we're going to hear from Drew. Drew, you're already on the board right now, is that correct? Yeah, actually, I'm kind of in an an unusual position for me. I'm actually an incumbent. You are. Uh, And I'm actually the only incumbent in this election, so... What does that mean for people like uh, Bevo, who doesn't understand what incumbent (laughs) means? Well, you're on your first three-year term, right? Is it your first? yeah, this is, this is the end of my first three-year term. Okay. So, uh, as, as I was saying at the beginning, you can do three three-year terms. And if I know Drew, he intends to do all three goddamn terms. I intend to change the rules so I can be dictator for life. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good strategy. Like I like that. Right. So, and what happens is at the end of your term, which is where you are now, at the end of your first three-year term, if you want to be on again, you're automatically on the ballot. Is that right? Okay. And you, of course, want to remain on, on the governing committee. Uh, let's start there. Maybe tell us why you'd like to remain on the governing committee. Uh, you know, I mean, it's one of those weird things where I think it's just like anything else, any other political position, your you're first little bit of time in, in office, you're kind of learning the ropes. Yeah. Um, and I kind of feel that's what I spent at least part of my first term doing. And now, now that I've been in there, I kind of understand what's going on and what needs to be done. Okay. So I kind of feel I'm at the point now where I can do more than I've already done for the for the group as a whole. So uh, it's a it's an interesting situation because uh, the HA has been kind of in flux. Uh, when I first came onto the uh, when I first came onto the governing committee three years ago, we were at a point where the whole future of the HA was actually somewhat in question. Hmm. Uh, you know, it was just after the, burger, uh, the merger with the BA. Okay. So the AOB went away, became the BA, and now there was this weird side organ called the HA. And a lot of people were wondering, well, why does a craft beer organization really need a homebrew organization attached to it? Isn't that kind of, you know, silly? And so the guys before me and during my term spent a lot of time trying to prove to everybody else that, hey, no, there's a real reason we should be here, real reason we should be part of the organization. Okay, um, and so a lot of our focus initially was on growing the membership. You know, how many? Uh, what, uh, how many members can we have by the end of the year? Um, and Kate and Gary and the governing committee and everybody involved has just been doing an outstanding job. And we're now at the point where we're actually well beyond where anybody thought we were going to be. Great. So, yay to those guys. Um, but. Now that we've done that, we have to figure out what's next. And where we've been focusing on getting new members, uh, my focus is on the idea of what do we do for the membership. Okay. Um, So what do we get as members from the AHA? 
it's not just it's not just what do we get from uh, as a member. I mean, yeah, there, there's always that question that uh, whenever you wander around and people know that you're uh, kind of a representative of the HA, they always ask you, hey, you know, so why should I join this organization? What is, you know, uh, what's in it for me? Oh, they do. I'm and, gonna have to answer questions uh, if I get elected. Yeah, but we'll, we'll provide you with an index card. Thank you. Good. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> um, and the answer's always kind of been hard to, well, you know, oh, well, you know, you got the pub discount program. Well, hey, I live 100 miles away from my nearest pub. That's part of that. Yeah. Oh, you know, we do this legalization stuff. Well, you know, I already live in a state where homebrewing is legal. What the hell do I care about uh, Oklahoma, Alabama, Mississippi? Um, valid. Yeah, and so it's... There, there are some valid concerns, and there's been kind of a focus in the past that the HA is very, is too much internal looking. Okay. Um, and what I mean by that is, um, there have always kind of been the rock stars of the HA. You know, today, I mean, you got, you got like Randy, you got Ray, you got uh, Jamil, you got you know, uh, Gordon, uh, Gordon. Rocks, you know, you, all you, guys you, I'd like to party with. Yes, sir. Yeah, exactly, you know. <clears throat> um, and and that's, that's well and good when you're in a very top-down organization, but uh, given where we are now, where we have this big membership, and we want to hold on to this big membership, we really want to be useful to this membership. And with the change that we're seeing in the membership, yeah, in terms of age, uh, we really need to think about how do we make everybody have that voice, have an impact, and how do we get everybody to have the chance to actually be that rock star, even if it's only for a moment. Drew's yeah. been practicing. This is good. I've been thinking about this for a long while. Yeah. I, yeah. Because, I mean, when you first get on there, it seems like the, there's not really a lot you can do as a member of the governing committee. Um, but as you spend some time with it and you start thinking about it, I mean, it really becomes apparent that, I mean, there are some things that need to happen. There are some things that, 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 that we need to do to keep the HA vital. And so, you know, and, I mean, you know me. I'm, I, I get the passion. I have the, uh, I have the fire for this stuff, so... Yeah, I, I want to keep it going. Well, I think it's it's really noble to to uh, look uh, to change the direction to be more member centric rather than uh, worried you know so much about the organization. I think that's a good way to look at it because uh, as a member, you know, you want to like to uh, like to think you're going to be get, getting something you know from it besides you know the magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm. You, you look at you look at how like homebrewing is changing right now. I mean, and I know I mean, you guys have some expertise in this since I mean, you know, your demographic. But I mean, even looking at the HA conferences, you know, over the past two three years, they've really been skewing younger and younger. Sure, uh, you're when, welcome. When I first joined, when I first joined, it was like you know, you know, older white dudes, you know, college educated, you know, having some smarts behind them, and now it's skewing younger and younger. We're all wearing um, BN shirts. Yeah, all wearing yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, well, I noticed that too. I'll tell you. I, I'll tell you. It terrified <laughs> the crap out of me. Easy to see. Yeah, it, it terrified the crap out of me being in Oakland, going, "Okay, hop grenade, hop grenade, hop grenade." Fucking hell! It was that way in Cincinnati. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> um, and the, you know, and I, I, I've said this before. I, I give you guys great credit for that. I think there's a certain fire, and it's a, a certain recognition for the idea that you need to recognize this. Um, younger, uh, the, the younger audience that is now coming into brewing, uh, is now coming into homebrewing, is very much that millennial generation. They they want to have a voice, uh, so we need to give them that voice. And they're ready to roll. They're really enthusiastic. I'm noticing a lot of that amongst these people. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you got me. I mean, I I know a lot about brewing. I play around a lot with brewing. 
I also spent a lot of time online talking about brewing with various people in different places, including on the New HA forum. Oh, your time's not um, true. Oh. <laughs> yeah, now that you start talking about your qualifications being greater than mine, your time's up. <laughs> no, no, carry on. I'm kidding. Go on. No, okay. Um, but no, I, I spent a lot of time uh, you know, doing this, and the thing is, and people, I mean, people know me as being the guy who plays around and experiments a lot. <laughs> but I learned so much in talking to other people, and you know, even even to this day, that I feel it's a very vital role for the for DHA to foster that sort of communication. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so we can keep learning, so we can keep sharing. So the, the you know the poor you know the poor guy who's in the middle of nowhere with no homebrew club can actually still get his voice heard and still have an impact. Wow. So. Drew Obama, ladies and gentlemen. Very well spoken. <laughs> I will bring you change. <laughs> well, I think but you did not I, really do it. I think you make an excellent point. In fact, it's something I'm concerned about, the kind of the learning curve you're uh-huh. talking about with your first term. And now you get it. So I kind of like you as an incumbent. Yeah. I, I think that that's a, you really make an excellent point that you've been there, you've heard it, uh, you see how it works, and now you can kind of work on an actual agenda. Yeah. You know, if you've got ideas, you it sounds like you, you now know where to work them in and, and kind of get started with that. I like that, Drew. That's a good point. Now, Drew, as, I mean, a, as a current member, uh, member of the board, you're on certain committees. Which committees are you on? Uh, I am on both the Zymergy Content Committee, oh, big surprise, uh-huh. uh, and I'm also on the Web Committee. Oh, the Web. Okay. So. That's another big surprise. So content, <laughs> both for the magazine and the website, is the committee that you're on. Yeah, absolutely. And okay. if you if you spend any time on uh, on the HA forum, uh, you'll notice that it's uh, primarily Denny and I who are responsible for keeping the thing under control. Got it. Yeah. So, um, but no, I mean, it, it, and those are both places where, yeah, I think there can be some some interesting developments. We're already we already have changes in the works for uh, for the magazine. Uh, that will have a profound impact on how everybody receives things. Uh, and we're trying to do the same thing for the web. Will you hand-deliver all of the Zymergy magazines if re-elected? On bicycle with a keg of beer on my back. <laughs> that would be Tasty's platform, actually. Yes, I <laughs> do this. Bringing a beer and... Uh, yeah. I, were you aware that I have a Facebook uh, fan page vote for Justin Crosley? I was not. Yeah, you're in trouble, Drew. Maybe I'll maybe I'll start Drew's too. <laughs> Unless you could strike some sort of liaison here, like you know, we're uh, vote for ju- oh. vote for one, vote for both, you know, kind of thing. You got yeah, you have to have a ticket. Well, you yeah. do you get to have a vote. running mate. There are four seats open, and there are uh, nine candidates. So you do when you go to vote, uh, and you can go to homebrewersassociation.org and click on the vote now button. When you go to vote, you get to vote for four people. Um, and, and you can read everybody's profile there, as I said earlier, too. And, uh, you know, you're voting for all four seats. Drew being the only incumbent, uh, the rest of us newbies. And are you the only two from California? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't even know who's running. Hang on, let me look. Let's see. Uh, well, here's all the candidates. Uh, oh. Drew Beecham is from Pasadena. Fred Bonjour is from uh, <laughs> Michigan. Uh, Justin Crosley from Pacheco. Oh, representing Sonny Pacheco. Yeah, we're the only ones from California. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Fairbrother from New Hampshire. Al Hazan from uh, Pennsylvania. Jake Keeler from Minnesota. Steve Marler from Virginia. Tom Schmidlin from Washington. And Douglas Warzinski from Utah. Oh, uh, Utah. So, yes, uh, uh, 
Although there are other California members already, already, on, yeah. already on the exactly. board. We're the only nominees that are from California, Drew and I. So, mm-hmm. Drew, anything else you'd like to add to your um, uh, soapbox? Um, no, I mean, I mean, that's pretty much what I've got. I mean, uh, I, I feel really passionate about the idea that we need to give everybody in, in the organization a voice. Um, it's, it really is, I think, the most important thing that we can do. Um, because, you know, we have, I mean, in the past we've seen these cycles where homebrewing becomes very popular and then suddenly crashes. Um, and if we really want to insulate ourselves from that sort of thing this time, if we really want to keep the whole movement going forward, then I think the key is to make sure that people feel invested. It's not just that the HA is something that you belong to. It's that the HA is something that you're part of. I told you he's good. Mm. Right? It's great. All right, it was Drew. never in doubt. Yeah. yeah. Drew's good. What'd you do so far, Drew? Anything? What'd you do for me so far? Yeah. How have I benefited I, from you? Yeah. I brought you a form. Oh, wait, you already have one. Well, that's right. Oh, yeah. shit. That's right. Never mind. <laughs> Scratch that. I'll, I'll bring you a beer. Yes! Oh, right. Good idea. No, I like it, Drew. I've always liked Drew. He is our beer Jeopardy liaison, among other things, and uh, a, a wonderful incumbent. As I said, you can go to homebrewersassociation.org. You can read profiles of all of them, including Drew's. You can read uh, all about why he wants to uh, run uh, uh, among, uh, in addition to what you just heard here. Right. So, um, all right, Drew. Thanks, man. I appreciate you spending the time with us, and I wish you luck, good sir. Well, thank you, and I hope I'll see you in Minneapolis. Are you going to be there, then? Yes. Good. Hopefully. We will see you there. Uh, don't forget, by the way, that Drew also has a book out. You got to get in your plugs where you can, Drew. That's true, Drew. <laughs> uh, the Everything Homebrew book uh, by Drew Beecham is on store shelves now. Uh, I have a copy myself. Another great book in uh, it's it's Everything Homebrew. That's true. And if uh, when the second edition comes out, if you need someone to write the forward, I'm uh, <laughs> J- I'm here for you. JP's there for you, Drew. I'll, I'll be right there. <laughs> gonna, he's got you on speed dial. Yeah. Hey, how about the Falcons? Smell those Falcons. Anything coming up with you guys? Uh, yeah, uh, we actually have our we we have our next competition of the year, and uh, uh, you know, of course, being member won our uh, won our first competition of the year, and just brewed at Eagle Rock Brewing Company last weekend. Cool. Oh. Um, but our next competition of the year is the Mayfair, oh. and that's like in its thirty fourth, thirty fifth year. And God, I don't even know anymore. Wow. Um, and it. The entries are basically due in early April, and it will be up on our website in short order. And we're redoing our style guidelines, so we have things like a, uh, a, a wild ale category, uh, Belgian IPA, black IPA, uh, a few other things going in that you can enter. Hey, did black IPA just become a style officially? I thought um, I heard... No, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's kind of a BJCP style, oh, okay. uh, but it has just become an official Falcon style. Okay. okay. Hmm. It's an official so. Falcon style. Yeah, uh, yeah, we uh, we're uh, notoriously cranky bastards, and we maintain our own style guidelines. <laughs> I like that too. Being kind to yourself, I'm cool with that, man. <laughs> I say f the rest. If you can't, if you're not giving me what I want, I'm just going to do it myself. Got our own style. Guidelines. Yeah, I dig that. The Falcon style guideline. Absolutely. The, the FJCP. Yeah, right. uh, 20, uh, 27 categories of love or something. Now I'll be sending down a black IPA. Sweet. All right. I'll make sure to put it in the sun first. Yeah, right. <laughs> the usual treatment. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right, Drew. Good luck and thank you. All right, thank you, guys. Cheers. You have yourselves a good night. You too, Drew Beecham. Everybody, the incumbent, and uh, tell you, 
Talk's a good game. He should be out there, like, at the Vons, like, kissing babies or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody even knows who the hell, what yeah. he's talking about. Wouldn't that be great? That'd well, be a great little BN video. <laughs> I should, yeah, should get me out at the Target yeah. doing it. All right. Uh, don't forget, you do need to be an AHA member to, to vote, and you can do that through our homepage. It helps us help you. Just click the AHA logo right there on thebrewingnetwork.com, sign up to be a member, and then you can go vote. You have until, I think it's the 30th, like midnight... On the 30th. Does that sound right to you guys? It's sounds either, great to me. It's either March 30th or... It's probably March. Here, I have it on my very own homepage. <clears throat> September 30th. Or... <laughs> yeah, deadline is September 30th. <laughs> uh, da, da, deadline, deadline. Oh, I didn't even put it in my own write-up. I'll have to fix that. Figures. Oh, there we go. No, here we go. I did put it in there. Yeah. Voting ends midnight Pacific time, March 31st. 31st. March 31st. Okay. Midnight on the 31st. We so. will give you an extra we'll Put day. that on your calendar and then and listen to all the statements and then uh, yeah. vote. Yeah. Decide Now, if you yourself. vote, don't you get entered into the contest to win a... Yep. A, uh, what? Go to the Sea Bowl. Yeah. You do. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. yes, that's right. You win the Lalaman Scholarship oh. to go to the, uh, I think it's the Brewer Short Course yeah. at the Sea Bowl Institute. In Chi-Town. Yeah. So, only vote. Do I, I don't get in on that, too? Only voters get in on that? You can no. vote. You can vote, dude. Is it all right to vote for myself? No. That's something you have to decide. That is a moral Personally, issue. Yes. Yeah. I'd like to talk about it, though. Oh. So if you were on the ballot, Tasty... <laughs> oh, would I vote for myself? Would you... No, I would not. You, you get four votes, so you still get to vote for three people that you want. Would you Would you not vote for yourself? I probably would, just for you karma's would. sake or something. Because my question is, if I really why would you run if you didn't feel like you should be on the board, right? So I feel like well, I should I should give myself my own vote... That Doesn't the president sense. give himself his I, own I'm vote? I'm sure they do. No, well, yeah, they might, but uh, it, it, they always make a big deal about it, especially in gubernatorial races, right? Where it's I'm going to vote for the other guy. It's kind of just a they do, yeah, just to show that there's you know it's a, a, a fairness thing where we're going to vote for each other, so our votes kind of cancel out. Anyway, it sounds fake to me though. It's, it's a well known like <laughs> thing. It's bullshit. I mean, that's the, why it's a secret. The truth is, I would not have yeah. accepted the nomination if I didn't want to be on the governing committee. Yeah, so but why would vote, I be fake about it? You're not uh-huh. being fake. You're just being polite to the other guy, and you're counting on your constituents to vote you in. Like, if you if you have to get elected by your vote, right. then you shouldn't be um, but running w- in the first place. So what if I don't vote for me then, and then I lose by one vote? <laughs> <laughs> then, then that what, would be fun. That'd be a great story. And I'd feel like a big dick. Yeah, well. You know? Well, that's not new. Oh, that's true. That's not nice. It's better than feeling like a little dick. Jipper. Yeah, yeah. If you were, uh, if you were elected, nominated, you were on this, would you vote for yourself? No, you would not. Oh, totally not. You'd use all four votes on other people. Yeah. Oh boy! Could you use all four votes on yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Can I do that? No, no. The form doesn't allow for that. Says the homeschool girl. Can I just vote for my fan page to be uh, nominated? That you can do. You can join your own fan page. (laughs) Chad, what would you do? Would you vote for yourself or not? Absolutely. I'd like to take listener calls about whether or not I should vote for myself. Uh, In the meantime, you have another call on here. (laughs) I would like to take listener calls... But we have one already. <laughs> but the line's busy. Yes. Krupp from Michigan's calling it for Drunk of the Week. Hey, Krupp. Hey, guys. It's, it's, 
It's Krupp. How you doing? It's <laughs> doing well. Krupp. He spelled it to Krupp. me. Hey, you know what? Vote for yourself, Justin. I did. Yeah? Oh, I you did? When you ran, you oh, voted? Oh, for sure. Oh, you voted for no, me. No, no, I, I voted I voted for you, yeah. And you wouldn't I, mean, be- I don't know if you're aware. I mean, I'm sure you're completely aware of everything you've done for this community. Um, okay. At least for myself, man. The Brewing Network has been incredible for a lot of guys that I know, and uh, at least for myself. So, you know, pat yourself on the back, man. Hey, Hell thanks, brother. I appreciate that. Well, maybe I'll pat myself hey. on the back by voting for myself. Yeah. That's there you I'll- go, man. You know, <laughs> fuck everybody else. <laughs> Justified. <laughs> I can't say that hey, until after the come. election. Right on, right. I'm calling up. I mean, I, I just finished up. I'm the competition organizer for the homebrew at the web um, out of Frankenwood, Michigan. Oh yeah. Uh, we ju- we just finished up today, and we had a couple BNers do pretty well. And I wanted to kind of give them a pat on the back to do. Uh, Good. Uh, Wilberding Uniball that was in your uh, studio. Oh, Uniball! Uniball, Uniball he yeah. won. Uniball, yeah. I mean, he's nice. he's, a, he's a, a, a dedicated judge. Yeah. Cool. Dedicated judge brought home some hardware for cider. Um, How long did it take him to get his judge results back? Sorry, he's still waiting. All right, JP, are you happy? (laughs) Sore spot. It takes time, JP. It takes time. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's true. You might Mills. uh, Mills is another hardcore BNer, and he brought home four honorable mentions. Really? uh, Three bronze, two silvers, and a gold. Oh, wow. Mills. Wow. He he tore it up. Uh, I think uh, I Mike met Mills in Florida the first time is, is when I met yeah, Mills. It was years ago. Sounds about right. Anyway, carry on. He's he's a hell of a brewer and a great judge. <laughs> All um, right. And then uh, Mike Kellett out of uh, Connecticut brought home bronze. Oh, there you go, Chad. Silver. Nice. And uh, Pat Hyde brought home uh, silver and two honorable mentions. So, I mean, oh. we had some hardcore BN representation. Wow. I like it. Great. Showed up there. That sounds great. Yeah. Love and I want to let JP know that I have a poster up in my office that says WWJPD. <laughs> JPD? What would, you what, what would oh, JP do? I see. Oh, boy. Yeah. Probably you know the answer to that. No, bitch about it and walk out is what he would do. I mean, that's stupid because the, the thing is, when you ask... It's not what, stupid. It's about me. When you ask what would Jesus do, it, it's always like well, you might have to think about it. But when it's what would JP do, like, well, he'd fucking stay home and yeah. play war, play World of Warcraft. Well, if, if you think about it, what would Jesus do? He gave up. <laughs> he said, no, don't bother saving me. I'm going to die. I'm, I want to... No, don't worry about it. So it's I'm, similar to what would JP do. Right? <laughs> Give up. Don't look at me like that. This is my own opinion. Your he opinion is terrible, and Jesus is crying right now. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. be sitting in my office looking at a sign, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There goes our Bible Belt listeners. Right. Yep. <laughs> nice work, JP. Well, yeah. Awesome. But I throw my head in for DOTW, too. I mean, I started drinking about 7 o'clock your time. Okay. Um, my time? That competition. We, that was yeah, your time. That so was 50 minutes ago. A.M. <laughs> A.M. Oh, I see. He's drunk. He's not uh, a mathematician. I got it. Yeah. We did our, our calibration beer at uh, just before 10 o'clock our time mm-hmm. and been been going at it since. You sound pretty sober, though. Uh, it's been a long day. You had a little break in between. Sober. Yeah. Yeah. You start to drink yourself sober after a while, I think. Are you still drinking now or you're on the water now? Uh, nope. I'm actually just finishing up the um, last of the growler from the... Uh, that I brought home from the competition. All right. Okay, I'll put you in the <laughs> running, brother. All right. All right, thank you, fellas. Thanks a lot for letting me talk forever. Hey, thanks yep. for the call. I appreciate it. <laughs> thanks for everything you guys do, man. Thanks for everything you guys do. You're welcome. Cheers, man. Thanks for listening. All right.
He is kind of a grateful drunk right now. Yeah, I like You guys that. are awesome, really, really. Buy him a beer. He even liked you. He, well, he talked about me. I don't think he liked me. Yeah. All right, 888-401-BEER. That's the number. We'll take Drunk of the Week calls, and we'll also take calls of whether or not I should vote for myself. We can do them simultaneously. Hey, isn't there some uh, new news coming out of New York City as well? Yeah, I got that here on the list, too. And this one's interesting. <laughs> that wasn't set up at all. Hey, don't you have this thing to talk about I don't want you to forget. Now? That's all. It's big news. Over there. It's big news. It is, it is big news. I was reading through this story, so... Hey, big news. Apparently, there's this big Italian mafia thing happening in New York. You heard Wait, about this? What? Well, it's more of a brewer's mafia, if you oh, will. Okay. Apparently, uh, Sam Calagione... From Dogfish. Mm-hmm. Chalurzo. From, from the Dogfish family? From uh, Russian River. Yeah. And a couple of uh, actual Italian Real dudes. Italian from Italy. <laughs> from Italy. Yeah. A couple of madrules. Along with uh, this Mario Batali guy. Uh-oh. You know the Batali guy. The Batali's. The red-headed Italian. You've seen him on the Food yeah. Network and all that. Yeah, the Batali's are a vicious family. So they're... <laughs> Well, they're opening up a brew pub together, the four of them. What? Uh, well, the four brewers, and then along with the Batali guy and another chef, um, they're opening up um, the... It has a weird name. The Don Gabrazzi's. <laughs> Luca Brazzi. Italy. Yeah. They're opening up Italy. E- <laughs> Not Italy. Go ahead, JV. Not Italy. They're opening up Italy in... Um, the in, Italians went for that, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, sounds so Americanized. Yeah. Yeah, it does sound Americanized. The Italians went the, for that. Were like, the two Italians in a coma? No, but they're opening up this. So it's a rooftop brew pub uh, in New York City, right? Where they will sort of all work on the recipes together, and then they also will all come and brew there time to time. The four brewers, and then downstairs there there will be several different food locations like a food court if you will but probably not like the mall no, kind like but mall. more like a slow food kind of food court where there's several different food locations where they're pairing beer with food it's going to be this whole eatily thing yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's good news I guess it is I went yeah. to a food court in the mall once and a rat ran by my foot yeah, I don't think it's going to be like that I, I, food court was for <laughs> yeah. lack of a better term yeah. don't think yeah. of it as a food court and then the custodian came by and sweeped it into a, <laughs> into oh. a dustpan it's panol for you yeah. but I mean this no, is like right on, this is right on like 5th Avenue I mean you're going to have views of yeah, yeah. Empire State Building I mean this is pretty cool I like cool. the concept the name sucks you don't like Italy? Italy. it's retarded Italy. <laughs> well it's Italy. Italy. <laughs> I don't know it must be like a. I mean, obviously, it's a whole. That's why I say it's like this Italian mafia thing. It's all of them together, and uh, yeah. they're all Italian. No, you don't go against the family. Yeah, I know the code. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's they're Italy. creative guys, and Italy sounds like a Mario Batali, you know, focus more than anything for some reason. I don't know. I, don't, I think maybe it's one of those names whatever. that'll grow on you. Eh. I think after a little while, you go, oh, yeah, I've been to Italy. I have enough things growing on me. I don't need an Italy <laughs> to do. But I love the thing and i'm sure it'll be awesome the rooftop bar and restaurant will house a copper clad brewing system and the idea is to create an artisan uh, artisanal old world italian craft brewery um that just happens to be located in the rooftop in manhattan uh so i kind of like the idea i'm curious about the beers coming out of there Uh, uh, two of those brewers i know good brewers uh one of them i know well so you know it's going to be quality beer and, and and 
pro- probably really good food. I mean, it's great. At Italy. Yeah, just don't say where it is. <laughs> I think that's like the fourth restaurant that Mario Batali has in New York. Oh, it is? Yeah, and he's got a couple in L.A. and some uh, it's in pretty, Las Vegas. It's yeah. a pretty big name hookup yeah, for those guys yeah. to connect yeah. with Batali. And this yeah. partner of his, they've done several places. And yeah. I'm sure uh, this is going to be as, uh, probably as successful as the rest. Oh, for That sure. Vinny, he's sneaky. He sat right in here. He didn't mention Italy no, to me. No, that was all in no. his hat. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. He doesn't know that uh, I come from the Italian name, too. Huh? I got some Italian background Crosley, there. meaning too high. Well, that was an adopted name. No. So there's Sabrelli. Sabrelli? That's the Italian name back there. Wow. How about that? <laughs> I Sounds didn't even Italian. know that. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah no vowel. I bet if I told him that, he would have told me about Italy. He's like, oh! Paisan! Oh, we're opening Italy! <laughs> Italy! Italy, huh? You come to the premiere of Italy! Come on, rooftop! Yeah! Italy! Italy! Sam! <laughs> me! Mario! Italian! Yeah. Mario! We're going to Italy! Yeah! Traditional Italian custom, we throw tomato at each other! Italy! Italy! I fucked it up, I should have told him I'm a Sabrelli. <laughs> I could have gotten the scoop. <laughs> He's looking um, at me like I'm some Pacheco yeah, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I could have told you about Italy. You and me, we could go open Italy. They but no, I have to go to Calgion. <laughs> you might have opened it with me. You guys, this is just getting gayer by the second. Can Sorry. you just stop? You break my heart when you say that <laughs> about Italy. <laughs> you break it. Look at my face. Oh. It's crossed with tears. You break my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Talk that way about Italy. Yeah. When you say Italy, you say it with respect. It's on my family. <laughs> it's on my family. Your chair just break. <laughs> I'm back to normal now. You're back to normal. <laughs> and respect. Huh? <laughs> I slapped that off of your face, sir. <laughs> I like, can't it's wait. not even really funny. It's just kind of sad uh, to watch. I know. I agree. <laughs> I can't wait to go to Italy. <laughs> My mic is off. <laughs> Italy. <laughs> I'm screaming at it. <laughs> How dare you interrupt my Italy conversation, Audiopod. Uh, dare you. <laughs> okay. I think I have a phone call. Making me cry. Whew. <clears throat> Your grandmother cried too. And she's dead. Joshua from Santa Maria is on <laughs> Santa- the phone now. Oh, Santa Maria. Joshua. JP, you're killing me. Oh. <laughs> I might have to if you do not visit Italy. <laughs> yeah, I'd be worried about it. You don't okay. complain about the food in Italy. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> this is really good. <laughs> I, Mario, I love it. Your this best is work. Great. Wow. Put the bat away. Oh, I never had mac and cheese like this. Yeah. All right. Josh, what can we do? All right, for you? hey, Justin, yeah. vote for yourself, dude. You got three other votes to give to other people. Yeah, you think it's all right? You don't think it's a douche move? No, and it, when you got four votes, it's not a douche move. Yeah. Besides, in American politics, you think politicians like don't go behind the curtain and vote for themselves? That's what I think too. And listen, who oh. am I to break American uh, dirty politics <laughs> tradition? Right? Selfishness. I got to get in there and be a douche just like these guys. You should go plant That's heroin right. on Drew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got to play for a plane ticket, plane ticket now and then to get you somewhere to go someplace cool or what? I'm going to give everybody tickets to Italy if you vote for me. Huh? The VIP room. Everybody goes to Italy. <laughs> you have to pay, but you go. All right, Josh. Thank you. I will vote for myself. Based- well, I'll take a few more uh, calls. Let's see. Yeah. Hey.
What about lunch meat Olympics, JP? What about them, dude? March 5th. March 5th? We're on. Okay, I'm taking the day off. Nice. All right. See you guys then. Great. Now it's committed. Right. Now it's set it here. Thanks, Josh. All right, 888-401-Eatily. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's their number. You know what's cool? They have pictures. They actually brewed like a homebrew batch together. Did on, they? Uh, like Sam's like, you know, 15-gallon system, you know, the, the kegels. I'm not buying that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They have pictures right here. It's pretty neat. Yeah? Yeah. There's actual photographs of it? All four of them. On Sam's page. Yeah. Dogfish.com. Did you just say kegels? Yes. It's not like cankles, Bebo. Yeah, don't get excited. Like a kettle, but it's a keg? It's a keg that you turn into a kettle. You know, it's like... Converted beer kegs is way too much. Sorry. Those are Sorry, Bebo. Oh, whatever. What are they called? Kegels. It's like your kegel muscle. What do you? How do you do a Kleagle? What do you do? Remember clinch. The, yeah, you clinch. Like, Mem- could you be doing it right now? Or you I have am to be doing in- it right now. Ten <laughs> <laughs> more, you're going to hear serious excitement. I have a call. <laughs> he was been doing Kleagles for the last hour. <laughs> That's how she moves Sam when he's drunk. He, she just puts his head in her vagina and clinches and drags him to the room like a uh, mother one leopard. Big, long Kleagle. Yeah. How the hell do you know what Kleagles are, JP? I do my research, man. I know what's happening. <laughs> like the people. Doing them right now. <laughs> uh, do you think they work? Remember that uh, the story we covered the uh, the woman in Russia who could lift like a hundred pounds with her vagina. I think I remember that. Yeah, that's what she did. That she did Kegel. She sat around doing Kegels. Yeah. So you just clench. You just clench like you have to like hold your pee in. I think she even like says it. Does it work with your balls then too? What do you make your balls lift? Thing? I don't know. I'm trying to lift them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can you can lift them in. Right. I think it works with your uh, hold back your release thing. All right, you can read all about the two American and two Italian brewers uh, opening their brew pub Italy on the Brookston Beer Bulletin right now. Go over to oh, BrookstonBeerBulletin.com. It's the uh, it was the top story earlier today, so you might be able to check it out over there. And uh, Wikipedia for Kegels. Yeah, if you want to read yeah. about yeah. or adamandeve.com Kleagling. Adam and Eve. Should open a whole gym. You know, there's like a gym around everything now, <laughs> oh. right? There's like a there's like yeah. a, a stair gym and this gym. Should be How many Kleagles? Especially gym. in this area, the tightest uteruses in town. Oh yeah. man, twenty four hour Kleagle. Right, like you could be. A, you know, there's the ones that do the the yoga and what's the other thing where you Pilates? S- the Pilates Mrs. push does that. Why can't you have a Kleagle studio? You should. I could teach that. How many cougars would go into the Kleagle studio? Why would you need to have a studio when you could be sitting in a room full of creepy men and... <laughs> Why would you need to go to the gym when you could buy a Stairmaster? That's a good point, I know. actually. Bevo, how often do you do Kleagles? I don't know. Like, all day? Because no. you, you have a desk job, right? No, not anymore. Oh. What do you mean? What happened? I got a promotion. Because oh, she's been oh. doing Kleagles. To what? What do you do? Because... <laughs> <laughs> The vagina is strong. We we move we move you up now. Yeah. Huh? You're promotion. No, the vagina is strong. Oh, you are God. not a soldier anymore. You what are you a woman. I'm a head medical assistant to our corneal specialist, and I'm in charge of uh, our medical mission to Guatemala. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's all you do now is the work on going to Guatemala. Mean? She's on and a mission. And I, I like screen all the patients that come in to see the corneal specialist. Oh, I see. Yeah. Wait. So when it's are you more going? Medical, to... less reception. Are you going to Guatemala? Yeah, next year. I see. That sounds very noble. Are you going to dress up like Harry Potter? I don't know that they would appreciate it. They might. By that time, they'll get it down there. They'll have an opening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Harry Potter, the first one. Yeah, yeah. They're poor. What do they know? It's referred to as the Sorcerer's Stone. 
great. Go back to your Kleagles. Or the Philosopher's Stone. All right, Evan and his wife are calling in <laughs> for a joint drunk of the Ooh, week. Oh, we never had from this, Seattle. We? I don't know if we ever have had a joint drunk of the week. Evan. Hi. Oh, he's not <laughs> screaming the C word at us. Yeah, how are you, brother? <laughs> I'm okay. All right. I, I have one thing to, to add to the conversation we've been having so far. Go ahead. Cock! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We needed some of that in there. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Is your wife smiling or holding her head in shame? Uh, <laughs> He's got to look. You know, I can't really tell. She just Don't said it. She, she just it. yelled it, too. Yeah. So are you calling in for a joint drunk of the week? Um, we're trying. All right. We're, we're doing our best. We feel it's been brought in week so far, so... Yeah. You know. It has been brought it can in all, It can way. only go up from here. Okay. Let me talk to the old lady. All right. That, that usually gets points, right? Yeah. Oh, usually. Helps. We'll see. That helps. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to shoot right to the top, you give you, you put me to the yeah. old lady. All right. All right. Well, well, here she is. Thank you. We came to speak her. Here, here she is. We came to speak her. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> are Hi. you actually? Are you you calling for joint drunk of the week? Sure. Yeah, we're doing like a combo deal here. What do you know about two for one? What do you know about Kleagles? It's Kegel. Kegels. What do you know about Kegel? What do you know about Kegels? I think it's Kegel. I think it's, yeah, it's an A sound. It's Kegels. <laughs> JP says Kleagles it's Kegel. Kegel sounds very technical and yeah. smart stuff. So, but you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I do. Is this a regular thing? Like, is this a normal thing that that you people do? Yeah, Cosmo tells us all how to do it. Yeah, you learn <laughs> you in like go. the sixth grade when you start reading Cosmo. <laughs> I see. We didn't have to read a magazine. I should have started reading Cosmo a long time ago. <laughs> very, very it's technical. Of- Can be done anywhere. It's magical. All right. What have you had to drink tonight? Um. Ooh. What did we have to drink? He poured everything. I don't know. Hennepin. Hennepin. Mm-hmm. And what else? Beer to Mars. Be- uh, beer to Mars. Uh, that one from Mars, and then good. Uh, we had beer from Mars. Robinitas, cappuccinos, stout. I had a dogfish head pumpkin ale. Mm-hmm. Oh, flying dog gonzo. Had a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, really, really diacetyl eight mile alt. Uh, actually, no, I can't count that. I I didn't drink that one. I just smelled it. Evan kind of drank it, then he poured it out. Just called that out, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Go easy on him. Evan's wife's Wait, hot, by the way. She's got tattoos and stuff. Oh, and then we had a Maripon. Is that what I'm drinking now? Yeah. I'm drinking Maripon now. I like that beer. So you've had a few. Yeah. You're feeling all right. A couple, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doing okay. You got to work in the morning? Okay. I do. It's a saddest story in my life. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> all right. I'll put you guys in the running. I'll tell you, every, nobody sounds too drunk tonight. You do sound, you sound drunker than Krupp. I'll tell you that. Krupp. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, totally. Yeah. Usually I don't really catch a buzz on Sundays, but I was just kind of going for it. Okay. But I broke the number one rule and I ate, which really kind of fucked me. Fail. Yeah, that'll put you right back down. That is a fail. I can hear him in the background fail. now. I know. I know. Well, he ate too, so, I mean, fail really on both like a of double you. fail. Okay. But well, okay, so Memorial Weekend, though. I don't have to work on Monday, and I'm going for it. Just like 100%, no eating, just all drinking. I'm good. going in. That a girl. Okay, well, then, you I'm know. I'm in it to win it. You're, all right, Memorial Day weekend. We'll wait to hear it. Okay, sounds right. good. You guys are in the running this week either way. Thank you. Right on. Later. There you go. Evan and wife from Seattle. Yes. Winners. The, the duo. You want to call them wieners? Um... We can. He didn't he win last week? The last time we were on the air? 
Did, uh, that he was won, uh, Jeopardy. 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 Oh, mm. did he call back? He might have also won Drunk of the Week. I forget. Someone wants to know if uh, we're taking calls for Hangover of the Week. Sure. Oh. Why not? <clears throat> All right, Maynard. We'll take it. But we're wrapping up here, so make them quick. I got to make some pasta. <laughs> pasta. It's not a joke. Old. It's not a joke. I actually got to make some pasta. <laughs> really do. Right, I'll, just, I'll just take the calls directly. Uh, it's all right, Jippy. Uh, no. Caller, you're okay, on the air. Who are we talking to? Yeah, that's you, caller. Who are we talking to? Hello. Right, apparently, you're going to have to answer and screen the calls, JP. Sorry about that. It didn't work out. Me? It didn't work out. What really did well. I do? I don't know. You switched places with Bevo. Yeah, I did. Didn't I don't know why. I thought you just switched uh, screener. I can't. All right, you want me to screen it? Yeah, screen okay. it. First of all, don't tell him what to do. Uh, but tell him how to screen things, Bevo. All right, anything else on my list here, Chad, that I'm forgetting besides Belgian candy sugar giveaway and drunk of the week? I think that's it, right? That would be it. Got the beer news done. Next our, week we're off. Got our sponsors yeah. done. Yeah, we are off next week. It's our off week. I know you feel like last week was an off week, but it wasn't. We were working at the Celebrator Party. We just couldn't get to... It was loud in that room, and there was no audio to be done. I did post a video. If you didn't see it yet, it's on the BN Army blog. It's also over on our uh, Facebook page. All right, I, Facebook. You can hang JP that up hung now. Up, no, he hung up on the I person. Hit, I, hit I think that I should take my Can you go back to please screening? Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what happened there anyway. Yeah, that was a great event last week, by the way, too. The celebrated party? That was a lot of fun. It was a good time. Yeah. Even Rob Widmer was there pouring their black IPA. I didn't have that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah? I think it won a medal GBF or something. Hmm. Really? Oh. Can I just say that I was at a dry wedding you're the idiot who 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 agrees to that thing, yeah. Bevo. She's my best friend from high school. But the wedding so night wasn't what? very Nobody dry. cares about their high school. You went to homeschool. Home was I it your mother? Your neighbor. Your mother got remarried last week. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. I'm answering the phone. Thanks. No, I'm not. It's it's Richards. Just answer it. He's probably calling for drunk of the week. Okay, Richards. What's happening? Ah, how do you know it was me? Caller ID. <laughs> uh, Bevo's real smart. Very smart. Yeah. Drunk the of the F- week? The FBI is taping you. <laughs> hey, I, I say um, vote for yourself and don't look back, man. Yeah, think so? Fuck everyone else. <laughs> See, I don't want that attitude no. about it. I just want to know. So you don't think it's douchey to put in my own name for my own of self? Of course not. It's real douchey. Like, like you're saying, you're running for a reason. You know that you should have that position, so why not vote for yourself? Right. It doesn't make any sense to vote for somebody else, I don't think. See? See that, JP? I do, but he's a douche. Yeah, but you're a douche. But, I know, but, and that's again, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm a douchebag. What, what do I know? See, I know what being a douche is, and if I did that, it would be douchey, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah, but I didn't ask about if you had done it. Well, I did ask that, but you that did. question's gone now. No. Oh. If I did it, would it be douchey? That's yeah. different. Yeah, it would. It'd still be douchey. Yeah? Yeah, kind of. Because you have to count on the people who care about you to vote you in. <laughs> I, my own staff in here shuns me when I say I'm nominated. I gotta count on on you people, <laughs> yeah. the people who care uh, about I'll t- me. I'll tell you what, I'll change my vote and I will vote for you. No, I don't want if your you- sympathy <laughs> vote, Tasty. Well, I gotta tell you, I wasn't really sold on your uh, speech. Bro. I didn't give a speech. That's why! <laughs> I'm not a member, so I don't count. You should be a member. I say, I say, lead by example and say, do what I do, vote for me just like I just did. Oh, see? That's a bumper sticker right there. Do you really want people following in this guy's shoes, though, Bridget? <laughs> This guy's Crocs. <laughs> he makes a good point, Richard. All right. Yeah, I like the canteen uh, t-shirt, by the way. 
Oh, thank you. Oh, you can see it on the webcam. That's right. Nice. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got one of the last ones at the shop there. I had to sell this uh, spot, my T-shirt. Last year, I was rocking the Ninkasi shirt. Yeah. I had to sell my T-shirt every Sunday. Dude, we should be like uh, European soccer, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, do you want in for a Drunk of the Week, too, yeah. Richards, or just calling to... I do, I do. Yes, right. I do, sir. What have you had? Oh, I've had, uh, I've had some hydromel that I made. Um, I had a Bigfoot, uh, the, one of the 2010 Bigfoot barley wines. What's hydromel? Uh, batch nine, it's like honey grown with water. 9,000. I had uh, a collaboration beer from Three Floyds, and Dogfish had that um, old Bruin, or Alt Brown. Italy. <laughs> From the pop skull, mm-hmm. that was pretty good. Uh, I mean, I had, I had a big uh, long brew day today, so I've been drinking for a long time. He does sound the drunkest. Yeah, so no, yeah. I'm kind of sleepy, tired. I'm trying to sleep away this back pain oh. or drink away. I can't. Even, I should go to sleep. So <laughs> I don't even know what to do. Yeah, need some Percocet or something. I do. I need some. All right, I'll put you in the running. Thank you. Thanks. Later, brother. Everybody says vote for myself, Jip. Well, not everybody. I think just because you guys aren't going to do it is reason that I should do it. I gotta, oh. I gotta make up for oh, all these fucking feelings again. I know. Jesus, just vote for yourself. Well, in the past, what's going to happen? The world's going to stop. In it, the past, well, it, maybe. I, what do I know? Yeah, this has never happened before. In the past, we've only gotten three votes, but now we got four votes. I'll blow one on you. It's fine. Man, I really don't want to <laughs> offend anybody. They're not worth much. Just do it. Jip, he just said he'd blow you. He did. I blow one on you. I guess Pretty sure he said, said he'd blow me. All right, I gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go. So here, here's what we got. We got croup. Mm. No, we got Evan and wife. Maybe. Oh, I think I owe like three prizes anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then we got Richards there at the end. I say Evan and wife and Richards gets dark candy sugar. <clears throat> that's my vote. <laughs> that's two. That's three winners technically. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but Evan and wife were the joint one, so that's one winner of drunk of the week. But there's only one drunk of the week. Yeah, and then Richard for runner-up gets candy sugar. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because we have to give away candy sugar, don't we? Picking up what you're laying down. One more. It's Brew Chemist from Westminster, Colorado. All right. <laughs> I do like Brew Chemist, though. Hello, Brew Chemist. What's going on? What can we do for you? Um, first of all, I want to give you some advice as far as the elections going. Okay. Drop out. I'm all ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Run. I'd vote for yourself because that's pretty douchey. And, well, that's right along the line to what the band's all about. <laughs> you know that's what? That's good the best argument yes, uh, so far. point. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, good. Um, but, yeah, I just want to put in my name for DOTW. All right. Uh, what have you had? Um, I had a couple of Lagunitas brown sugar. Too. Oh, that'll do it right there. You're done. Yeah, and then I had some of my my clone beer from the, the Can You Brew It. Which one? That en- turned out around like ten percent alcohol. Oh, which uh, which beer uh, was brown it? sugar? Huh. Nice brown sugar again. It's oh, like four wow. brown sugars. Uh-huh. Oh, right. So yeah, that's doing pretty well. And then I had a couple of wit. Just to, that's what's in my fridge right now. So I drank that. <laughs> so and, I drank it. <laughs> I had it around, so I went and done had it. Yeah. That, yeah. That was I had to clean being, out the fridge, you know? That was being done sitting in the fridge, and so I done drunk it. I had a steak from last year, had that too. <laughs> done done eated it. Done ate that. Yeah. I, I ate it. I ate it at all kinds of up. <laughs> <laughs> Put on some moldy yogurt. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm. Slurp that, slurped it on that up. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hells yeah. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Motherfucker. What's this guy's name again? Italy. I don't remember. Yeah, Italy. Yeah. <laughs> Italy or Brew Chemist. Either one. That works. <laughs> right. I'm going to call you Italy for now. Eat a chemist. I say Italy wins, drunk of the week. Italy is yeah. our. Uh, That's a lot of brown sugar. Yeah, that is a lot of brown sugar. I'm glad uh, I took this call. You are going to get some uh, uh, Belgian candy some, sugar, some courtesy more sugar. <laughs> of uh, Dark Candy Inc., and then you'll be able to make right. some, uh, some more high alcohol beers, but it'll taste great. I only ask that you give us a report after we send you the Belgian candy sugar and you use it. Let us know how the beer goes, will you? Send us a beer. All right. All right, brother. Congratulations. You are our drunk of the week. All right. Thanks a lot. Cheers, well man. Berserk. <clears throat> yeah. Go berserk. Is that what you said? Good job. I said, well berserk. Uh, but go berserk, too. <laughs> go berserk. Yeah. All right. So we're done. Are we? Really? No more Italian accent stuff? <laughs> How about another hour of that? <laughs> I think Mike is getting a little... He's done with it. Oh, man, I enjoyed it, actually. <laughs> Poor Tasty. He sends me that story like we're going to do a big, nice thing for his boy, Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do? We shit all over it. Oh, I had no problem with it. <laughs> oh, no, no, I think it's going to be a great place. Of I'd course like, it'll be. I'm going to go to it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. Beer from them alone. Yeah. And then you got that other Batali guy making yeah. food. Yeah. Mm. Nah. Nah. Forget about it. Forget about it. That's right. All right, everybody, no show next week. Keep that in mind. But we are back the following Sunday, and we'll be back with more AHA Governing Committee nominees uh, from here until election time. We'll get uh, all of their voices heard here on the show. And, uh, yeah, thanks to our sponsors and uh, et cetera, et cetera. We're good, right? That's right. That was good. I think that covers it contractually. (laughs) Okay, perfect. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week or the week after that. The week after that. Right. Thank you. March 5th. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.
yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But don't you give me that American crew, boys, I want a real home crew. Home crew, don't you be the love of that home crew, can't get enough of it. Home crew, it blows my mind.